I'm your host, Daryl Marks. My two co-hosts, Speedy, Squeezy Petey, and <laughs> and Tyler Mothball Mallhouse Harrison. I like that. <laughs> I actually like that. That wasn't bad. Remember, you could call us at 631 672 what the hell a mall house is, and we'll be good. 3108. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Dot com. Download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, you can also do this. And if you're not doing it, you could look at Tyler's hairline and make a bet how many pieces and strands of hair he has in his head. <laughs> what is this? The new, uh, new strands of, is the strands of hair the new? Uh, how many licks does it get to the center of a tootsie well, pop? Well, it, it does sound like a good idea. I, I will I say get, that. Don't, <laughs> nope, what? never. I had something to say. I'm not going to say. What? It. What? what? Say it. No, it's it, say it, it. I think it would be funny. No, it, no. I was. I, nope, nope. Is it? Is it something about me? Is what? This no, no. Because I thought Speedy was attacking right. me just now. So oh. I was going to say I can get to the center of your mom's tootsie pop. <laughs> I wasn't going to do. It. I think I get lost there. <laughs> See, sure you did. I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to start, but you you seemed like you wanted to chime in. So I no. That's fine. Wow. Well, we got a great show lined up for you tonight. That's fun. Uh we at 9:30 will be That's talking correct. Uh, we will be talking to sportscasting.com NBA and NFL editor writer Ashish uh, Ashish Ma-, Ma Thor, right? Yes. Ma Thor. Okay. I, I I'll get it right. Um, and at 10 o'clock, we'll be talking to uh, Just Jets writer and former SNY and MLB.com writer, Michael Barron. So uh, he will be joining us at 10. Uh, but before we get into our show, uh, I want everybody to pray. My uh, nephew is in the hospital. He's going to have emergency surgery tomorrow morning. Oh, shit. Um, he's two months old. Uh, couldn't, uh, he's dehydrating. Uh, they had to drill a hole in his leg. To find a vein. Um, he is not doing very well in the hospital. Um, my sister has been crying. And um, I've been praying all day. So all of the people out there. Um, that is uh, Jewish. Catholic. Uh, Protestant. Whatever you are. Uh, please, play, please pray for my nephew. Um, and Sending all prayers and positive thoughts. Yeah. So uh, my nephew's uh hopefully going to get out of this. Uh, he has not been. He's been dehydrating and not taking any food in. So uh, it's it's been almost a week. Uh, yes, uh, we'll get into the whole Brian Landry situation. They found his remains. Good. They did his uh, – obviously, uh, they went to you know the it's dentist and got his teeth. So uh, it is Brian Landry. I don't know if they're going to figure out 
uh, how he killed himself, but uh, I'm, he, he probably shot himself or stabbed himself. I, 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 he killed himself. I don't know how he did it, but he definitely did. Uh, thank you, Carl. Uh, so hopefully my nephew gets out of this. It's uh, It's been a long day, and uh, you know my sister's been calling me up and really – um, you know, been on top of everything that's going on. It's, 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 you know, he's a kid, he's a baby, he's two months old and he's a fighter. So, uh, I just hope everything, uh, goes well with him. Um, we will get into Marcus May commenting that he wants to be a jet for the rest of his life. Um, by the way, we're going to get the beef on. Hold on one second, beef. We'll put you through in just a few moments at nine 30. Obviously, we're going to be and not, at 10 o'clock. We'll be talking to our guys. We'll get into the NBA, the unbelievable game for the New York Knicks, double overtime, how the Knicks gave up uh, in three, uh, the last three minutes of a game, 11-point lead. Uh, Kemba Walker looked like he didn't know how to play point guard at the end of the game. I watched the whole game over after you guys left last night. Uh, mm. um, I really didn't sleep, so I had the opportunity oh, to watch the game. So uh, I had to take Brittany to, um, um, what was it? Uh, yes. Nassau to, uh, to Winthrop uh, to, uh, for her to go to school. So um, I had to stay up. So anyways, um, Baker Mayfield needing shoulder surgery but intends to play with his injuries. So we'll get into that. And our week seven picks, as always. Um, we will put the beef on in just one moment. Uh, I, I just want everybody to put, uh, put the time and energy into uh, praying for my nephew. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All uh, right. <laughs> let's put the beef on. Beav, what's going on, bud? First of all, prayers and thoughts to your family, from Thank my you. family to yours. Thank you, bud. I hope, he, um, I, I hope he's, you know, he's all right and he gets through it and you know gets healthy. Thank you so, so much, bud, man. I, I really welcome. appreciate it. It's uh, it's been on my mind all day. Uh, my sister called me I before know. the well, show. If you know you need anything, my family's there for you. Thank you, bud. So. I, I really appreciate it. It's it, it's been it's been crazy, but uh, I, I believe he's in a good place. Uh, the doctors and the nurses are taking care of him. I told my sister to calm down and let them do their job. So, yeah, they'll figure it out. He'll yeah. be okay. Uh, uh, by the way, Ben, uh, wishing you all the best for your surgery. Absolutely. Well. I, I see Ben's having surgery tomorrow. Uh, ben, my, my thoughts go out to you. Uh, we're with you, uh, and, and I'm, I'm praying for everything, that everything goes right. Um, Beef, what would you like to talk about? Well, I mean, I know you guys were talking a lot of baseball yesterday, especially with the Mets and, you know, the Yankees with the resounding Baron Boone and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's one individual that used to be on your network, Josh, mm-hmm. who thinks there's nothing wrong with Baez at all, and he's totally wrong. The guy is a head case, and the Mets should stay away from this guy because he's going to ruin this team if they sign him. I, I would agree with you in certain aspects. He, he is a cancer. I'm not denying the guy. I'm, I'm not denying the guy's talent. The guy is a great. He was the best. He was the most productive person on the Mets this year. But again, he's bad for the clubhouse. He was terrible. He was rude to the fans, you know. And that's why Cohen ripped him apart. The guy should, should but not get. If you if you Beave, if you watched if you watched the end of the season, the fans were starting to. Uh, follow Baez and actually cheer for Baez. Baez was the best hitter in not September. Not I know you. I know you weren't. Not uh, one bit because I do not like this guy. And the guy has a cancer. He will ruin his team. And if Cohen wants to spend money, he's going to cap trap the, the Mets again. But one thing about New York fans, though, they, they they go based on results. So Baez hitting the way he did in September turned that kind of thing around. Yeah, but how much money are you going to pay this guy? You're already paying the door a ton of money, and the guy is a bust. We don't know if he's a bust yet. Let's see him well, do he, it. If if next year he comes into the season as bad as he was I don't think this the guy season. Can play in New York. 
I, he might not. He might not. There's a lot can. of he can't. He can't handle all the, the media. He can't handle all the pressure. He's... I don't know if the the word cancer is the right word for him. I, Carl says, uh, you know, the word cancer. Now, I, I wouldn't say cancer. Okay, I would say that he's been a problem. Uh, since he came to the organization, he's especially head case better. Head uh, case? Well, he's a lot of these players are head cases. I mean, if you look at them, their personalities, their egos, of course, they are head cases. You don't think LeBron James is a head case? Steph Curry's oh, a head case? Uh, come on, yeah, they're, they're all but, head cases. But, but, but they, but they're not. They're not. Their head cases. Derek Jeter was a head head case. They're, Alex they're, Rodriguez they're, they're, was. They're not cancers. Adol was a cancer too. Well, I don't know about that. He helped them win a championship in two thousand nine. One. One is better than none, right? Right? Yeah. True, but he was but, the most the scrutinized end. guy in New York for the first three years he was there, four years. And this is why this is really retarded, right? If the players like playing with you, does it matter what the fans think? Does no. it really matter? It really doesn't. Lindor loves him. Alonzo loves him. And honestly, the clubhouse likes him. So it doesn't really matter what we think. If the players well, like playing together, that's all that matters. We're the ones that are, that are going to the games and paying their damn paychecks, so... Well, that's true too, and and well, Steve Cohen is paying their paychecks. You're you're, you're putting fannies in the seats that is helping Cohen pay their paychecks. But uh, well, yeah, well, it's coming well, out of his pocket. Well, uh, yeah, I know that, but it's still without the fans, he doesn't get no money. Then he can't pay these. Players, well, not necessarily. So, okay, Steve it's... Steve Cohen is a is the richest baseball owner. He's going he's going to pay the checks no matter what. The Wilpons going to pay. If there was nobody in the, if there, no one showed up to any of the games, he would not have enough money to keep paying these players. So well, he's a Mets fan. That's why he wanted to buy the Mets. Uh, and I do believe eventually he's going to buy SNY. Well, thank God he bought the Mets and not A-Rod and J-Lo because that would have been a freaking disaster. Oh, disaster. Yeah. Uh, absolute disaster. There would be so many problems going on uh, for but, the New York Mets. First of all, and I, I, I know Tyler thought that A-Rod would be a great owner. And he might be with the Timberwolves in basketball. He might be a great owner. But – First of all, he combined with uh, Jeffrey Lorien, who uh, we all know what he did. I mean, he did win a championship with the Marlins. Uh, but after that, he practically gave people away. Right. <laughs> I mean, he threw people away. Uh, I, one of them actually won a triple crown and is in Detroit yeah. and is going to be a Hall of Famer. He just handed them away. <laughs> Here you go. And then he, uh, he had one of, the, one of the best pitchers in baseball in, in Beckett. He trades him away. To um, the Reds. So that whole team, Derek Lowe, Mike Lowe. Oh. I mean, you know, the whole team was gone. Yeah, I mean, if the Mets sign Baez, what kind of contract does he get? In, 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 um... Five years. We had Tim Ryder on yesterday, and he said it makes between 22 and $25 million. Uh, he'll probably make between $150 to $160 million with with incentives. Because that's what he's yeah, going to get. Now, now, what about Syndergaard? You're going to have to pay him too, or, or do you honestly give him the qualifying go? offer, or I, let him go? I, honestly, Javier Baez is a better player than Lindor. Than Lindor. And uh, if Lindor gets hurt, you just shift Javier Baez over there to shortstop. He's got a great arm. He can hit for power. Something Lindor doesn't have the power that Baez has. Uh, right, I so think wait, he's a better so, overall so you, player. You, you're going to you're going to pay Lindor, right? You're paying Lindor. Right? He's getting all. You're screwed with that. You're them. paying Baez, and then you're then you have to wind up paying Alonzo down a line. That's so. why you get a. That's why I would pay Alonzo this year while it's extend still kind him. of cheap. Yeah, extend him to well, before he might get that kind of money too. Give him a five, six year uh, contract worth about 130 million. Mm-hmm. He'll sign it. He'll sign it. I think he'll sign it. If if you if you give him 130 million for five, six years, I think he'd sign it. 
I mean, Acuna signed a eight year deal worth a hundred million. Right. I mean, why wouldn't Pete Alonso sign a hundred and thirty for five or six years? The Braves, the trade. White Sox, and the Blue Jays. I get have a great, all done great that. trade off. Have all done that with their young players so far. So the Mets should yeah, definitely get on now, that. Now, what do they do with Syndergaard? I think either I give him the qualifying offer or let him go. He, I think they're going to let him go. I do not believe Noah Syndergaard will be in so New So wait, Strowman, don't they have to sign Strowman again? They, yeah, that'll be tricky because he's going to want a lot of money. I, I think they could sign Strowman, and I, I think you could get Strowman for $20 million a year, $19 million a year. I don't think he's going to get any more. He, he, he didn't pitch that bad this year at all. Right. No, he didn't. But that's, that's why he might be more demanding. He's not, you think he's going to get $25 million. I think he'll Marcus ask for Stroman, it. I think he'll ask for it. I 16, 18. I don't want him to yeah, get it. Yeah, I'd say between the 17, 18, 19, 20 mark. He, that's where he's going to get. All right, 20. Twenty twenty. So if the probably. Mets let Syndergaard go, he, twenty-seven he years old. Goes to the Yankees. Padres. If Syndergaard Padres. lets go, I think is let go. I I do look at the Yankees taking a uh, taking a shot with him. I I don't think they're going to give him a big contract. They'll give him a two year deal. No, but if you can get him on a cheap, end, yeah, they'll not? give him a two year two year twenty four million dollar contract. They're not going to pay him a lot of money because he's got to prove himself. So and and I don't. I, I, Hal Steinberg hasn't even given. Um, Cashman, how much he's willing to to give and shell out this off season? So he Cashman came out and said he has no idea what the payroll is going to be in the off season. So, yeah. well, uh, well, I mean, well, first things first, the Mets need to find a manager and a GM first. Right? I, I also sure. yes, and I also think that it, depending on who wins the World Series, if the Astros or the Red Sox win the World Series, I expect the Yankees to spend a lot of money this off season. I do. Because they, they're not going to go into the offseason, Yankee fans complaining that the Astros or the Red Sox won a World Series and the Yankees haven't been in a World Series since 2009. Carl says, Cubs clubhouse loved Baez. He brought enthusiasm to the squad. And the guy Max Fried for the Braves available next season. I just looked that up. He has one more year controlled, and then he's got two years of arbitration after that. He won't be a designated free agent until 2025. It's interesting because... Uh, you look at baseball, I think there's a lot of good players that are going to be available in free agency this year. Uh, we were talking about relief pitchers. There's a ton. Um, and and you talk about uh, some of the players that, you know, the pitchers that are going to be available. Max Scherzer is going to be available this offseason. There'll be teams lining up for him. I believe there'll be teams. Yeah, but uh, he's going to want big money. I don't think so. He's not going to. First of all, Max Scherzer, how old is he? 35, 36? Yeah. Uh, they're going to give him a. I'd say they give him a two, three year deal. That's all he's gonna get. He'll he'll get twenty four, twenty five million. I, I think that's what he'll get. I, I I do see a team like the Yankees, the Red Sox. Oh, um, he he's gotta be targeted. The Astros. Uh, the Astros will be very interesting, being that Verlander is coming back, and they don't. And Granke's probably done after this year. Yeah, he was already been pitching out of the bullpen this year. I, also, I would throw in two National League teams, the Cardinals and the Braves. Yeah, too. there'll be teams lining up. For Max Scherzer, uh, absolutely. So uh, he'll get he'll get some buys, and I think a team will extend him. I, I just don't know how much money he's going to get. But the way he's pitching right now in the playoffs and the way he's pitched throughout the season, he's going to make some money. There's no question. He's just a little bit old, so I, I don't think he's going to get a lot of money. He'll get money. He'll get a couple of years worth about $25, 22000000 million. But I, I think before we get our guest on, I just want to finish up with you, Beef. I think where the Mets need to go this offseason is, first of all, find your GM. And I think the Mets, especially in the National League, I think they need to look for pitching, pitching the backup Jacob DeGrom, and make sure that this pitching staff is strong and can stay healthy throughout the season. I think they get enough, they can get enough runs. If you have dominant pitching, like Max Scherzer, if Max Scherzer goes and plays with Jacob DeGrom, 
could you imagine what that pitching staff will be? I mean, mm-hmm. you're talking about the best pitching staff in baseball. You have a one-two punch, and you and, and uh, trust me, Steve Cohen will open up his pockets for Max Scherzer if it helps him win a championship or even helps him get into the playoffs to extend the chances of winning a championship. So I, I think Max Scherzer should be rule number one for the Mets, for everybody. Uh, oh, Max Scherzer Mets should be – you're right. Everyone's got to go after Scherzer. I mean, even if you're a losing team, you have to go after Scherzer. I mean, you get Max Scherzer in that pitching staff, and then you add, uh, you add if there's a bat available, and there's a couple of good bats that are going to be available this offseason. You wait and you wait and you wait until no team wants certain bats. Look what the the Blue Jays did, and they got an outfielder for nothing. They really got an outfielder for nothing. The Yankees got who barely De- played this year. Yeah, and they got DJ LeMay, who barely played this year too, for nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you extend your opportunity to get those players and just sit and wait, some of these teams are just not going to spend the money. They're going to sit on it and wait. And you know, the the Mets' problem was hitting. Well, yeah, but still, that's more situational than it is talent. Honestly, based. the Mets' problem in the second half at the end of the season was pitching. They couldn't pitch. Well, because because they were all injured. But, they but that's what sure, I'm saying. Again, talent-wise, the problem is not as much with the hitting as it is with the pitching depth. Now, the hitting depth yeah, yeah, is, be- is not as good as it's supposed to be either, but still. On the mound? How many times was the, the entire first they half never, of the year until he got hurt. Yeah, but they can never, but they can never score runs for him. That's psychological. It's it was this year they every did. year I, this year they did. That's not they scored that's runs not for him. Beef. They were in so many different players that have come in and out in, in Degrom's career. The year before that too, it was the same thing. Yes, I, that's what I'm saying. With so much different players, it's. So, it, they just had a problem. Like it gets in their head for some reason. No, but even before Alonzo came up, even before Lindor and Baez and guys like that got here, they had that problem. It's very interesting because yeah, they, like, they need a third baseman. The Mets they need, sure. definitely need a third baseman. The Mets need. A, well, they have a third baseman right now oh. in a farm system who might make the team yes. in spring training. Oh. So, and he's really good. He's their best prospect, and they're saying yep. that he can make the roster well, in spring I mean, training. The Mets, the Mets never really had a good farm system ever. Well, well yeah, we still far- have the, it's still an unknown, but right now it's an optimistic sign with him. Well, what, what the Van Hosen did over there, I call him Van Hosen <laughs> because he got hosed by the Mets. <laughs> yes. Okay. Right. Um, he really built a good farm system for the Mets. He really did. I think the, he did a great job for the three years, two right. years that he was here. He drafted very well. And the Mets' farm system is a lot better than you think it is, Beef. So I, I think no, I'm not saying it's terrible. But it's been I think they're ranked 10th right now or 9th. Yeah, which, which I think at the start of Brody's tenure where he was like 22nd. Yeah, they were terrible. Yeah. And now they're like 10th or 9th. I mean, yeah. But I want to know who the Mets are going to get as a manager because there's really nobody else. depends on who the GM is because if, if it's one of the Dodgers guys, there might be a connection there. Mm-hmm. It, dep- it depends on that. Especially, obviously, Mike Schilt just got fired for the Cardinals, who I personally would want. But, again, you have to have the connection well, with the GM like first. Said, should, Are they going to bring somebody just, in from that organization? Girardi, it should have been Girardi when he was a free agent. That's who it should have been. Well, I, yeah, I, well, I don't think Girardi's going anywhere. But I, I should not. have a job in New York. That's I, 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 will, I will say this. Girardi does not win this year with the Philadelphia um, Phillies. Uh, he will be looking for a new job. That's for sure. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The Mets would have the manager. Right? Well, that's right. They won't, sure. He won't be going to the Mets. They'll rebirth somewhere else just like Gabe Kapler yeah. did yes. when he left the Phillies because the Phillies' bullpen is just unmanageable. And look what Kapler did <laughs> this year. You know who I liked as the uh-huh. Mets manager who, who they never really was, was fair to him was Willie, Willie Randolph. Yes, mm-hmm. agreed. He I, was I, a good manager for the New York Mets, and they didn't like him, and that's why they shipped him out. I well, liked Willie Randolph. I don't know if Willie would be the guy for them. Not now. Um 
I, again, I'm going to say it. David Cohn is a guy that I think the Mets should interview. I, I really think he would be a fabulous coach, a manager. I think he could help the young players, help the pitching. I think he knows baseball inside and out. You watch him when he when he talks for the Yankees and the Yes Network. He, he's he's unbelievable. Play by play, he's great. You you talk about a Rod. You want to talk about a guy that knows pitching, knows players, knows baseball. It's David Cohn, and I'm telling you, he was a Met. I think he would be a perfect fit for the New York Mets if they can land so David Cohn. So is that Cohn. the guy you – who do you think is going to be the manager? I, I wanted David Cohn for the Yankees, but now that he's uh, he's not going to the Yankees, for, for at least for this year, I think the Mets should absolutely look at David Cohn. I, I think he's a perfect yeah, but what's, choice. What's the probability of him becoming a Mets manager? Small. 30%? <laughs> yeah. 20%? I, I mean, I, I think they I'll should. Be at most 20%. Well, well hold on one second. Um, we do know – that the owner of the team is a Met fan. So he knows David Cohn very, very well. And why not interview David Cohn? David Cohn would be a perfect fit for the Mets. He's so he's so he's very spoken, he's good. He just he's very smooth with everything that he I says. Would, actually, I would not mind him being a manager for the Mets. Oh, he'd be shot. great. I'm telling you right now, he'd be great. I've I been hearing You know who I heard sir? I, I heard Jason Giambi is another name that I Oh, heard. really? Wow. Yes. I heard Jason Giambi. I would rather have a cone over Giambi. I know, but I've heard Jason Giambi. He's a very good manager. Uh, Terry Francona loved him uh, when he was on his bench. I've heard Jason Giambi's name get wiggled around by other teams. I wouldn't be surprised if the Mets interviewed Jason Giambi. So uh, it's very interesting, and it'll be very interesting where the Mets go. I think the Mets are positioned very, very well. Javier Baez is, is, I think, a good fit for the Mets. I, I do. I, I do think he is a head case, but there's a lot of head cases in baseball. But I'm telling you right now, if, if you were to ask me right now, who would I rather, Francisco Lindor or Javier Baez? I'm taking Javier Baez. Talent-wise, yeah. I'm taking Baez. Javier Baez. What? Power, uh, better arm, uh, better all-around range. Uh, he doesn't steal bases like Lindor. We all know that. But – uh, he's. I think he's just a better all-around yeah. player. But I think Lindor's a better defender than he is. Yeah. Not by much. Not by much, though. It's, not by much. No, I'm not. I'm not Baez can play shortstop too. If do you know how many teams? Defender. You know how many teams are lining up to see if Javier Baez is going to be out on the market? <laughs> yeah, right. The Yankees will be there. There'll be a lot of people lining up to see if he's going to be on the market. And trust me, if the Mets let him go on the market. There'll be seven, eight, nine, ten suitors for him. Baez is a very well-rounded player, B. There's really only one flaw in his game, and that's uh, on-base percentage and strikes out a lot. That's really it. Well, though, that's, but that's most power. I know. That's Alonso, exactly. Alonso, Alonso exactly. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. Oh. Well, Beef, call up a little later. We got to get to our guest. You got it. I'll talk to you Thanks, guys Beef. Be good. Uh, that was the Beef from Bayshore. Uh, great call. Uh, always, always great. And it get. Listen, he's a Met fan. He's got his own personality and his own thoughts to the Mets, and I understand he's got uh, he's got his own thoughts to it. Where the Mets are going, I, I honestly, where the Mets are and what the Mets are, I think the Mets are positioned very, very well. They need to figure out who the GM is and where they're going with their uh, coach and their manager on the bench. Then you decide what you're doing with Javier Baez and everybody else on that team. Uh, I do extend. Pete Alonso this offseason. That's a must for the Mets. They cannot let him go to arbitrations because if he goes to arbitrating, uh, he's going to make 15 to $20 million uh, for that arbitration because he's a power hitter and he's going to hit, if he hits 30, 40 home runs, he's going to get it. And then they're going to have to really pay him. 
and teams are going to be lining up for him. Uh, a lot of these teams, like the Blue Jays, who would love a player of his magnitude. And everybody says, well, they got this, they got that. Nobody would give up on or pass up on a guy that can hit uh, like Pete Alonso. Anyways, uh, we are now, we do have our first guest of the show. Uh, I was waiting, and we've been waiting to get him on. Uh, thank God he's here today. I know he had a family situation last week. We are now talking to sportscasting.com, NBA, NFL editor, writer, Ashish. I, I got this right. Ashish Mathor. What's up, man? Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. I heard you, uh, you've you been following us. You're a big fan of us. And, uh, you know, Speedy is a big fan of your writing and, and what you do. Uh, so he was very excited to get you on, and, and we have you. So thank you for joining us, bud. No, I appreciate it, man. It's great to be on finally. Absolutely. So first of all, how is your family doing? I know you had something uh, going on uh, last week. I, I have something today. My nephew is going to be going into emergency surgery. He's two months old. Uh, he's dealing with a lot. He, he can't hold in anything. Uh, he can't go to the bathroom. I feel so bad for the kid. He's two months, and uh, they can't even find veins right now, so they had to drill a hole in his leg. It's 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 it, it's terrible what's going on. But uh, how's your family doing? Oh, my family's good. Um, you know, obviously sending thoughts thoughts and prayers to you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, my sister just had her first kid last year, so I couldn't even imagine. You know going through what you're going through. So, yeah, I hope everything is good with you. And, yeah, everything is all good with me. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm happy. So why don't we get into the NBA first? Because uh, there's a lot going on in the NBA. The, the season just started on Tuesday. A lot of people are excited. So being that we're here in New York, um, the New York Knicks yesterday had, a, had an unbelievable game. For, for a first game of the season in Madison Square Garden, <laughs> and I watched it over, I didn't realize how crazy the game was. I, I watched the fourth quarter. The Knicks were up by 11 with three minutes and 24 seconds left of the game. You would think the game is over the way the Knicks have played defense, and they were ranked top five in almost every single defensive category last year. And then uh, yesterday, laid up a dud defensively. Tom Thibodeau, as happy as he should be after winning a game against the Celtics in double overtime, he wasn't happy, uh, but he was happy that he got the win. What were your thoughts of this New York team from all the other New York teams? We all know that in all these years, in the last, really, 25 years, whenever the Knicks were this close in a game and uh, gave up a lead like that, they usually lose. But somehow, uh, they won yesterday. What were your thoughts about the Knicks yesterday against the Celtics? By the way, Jalen Brown, sensational, had a sensational game, and Tatum just didn't show up to the game. I mean, what an incredible game. I watched it uh, from start to finish with my pops. Um, it was just unbelievable. Um, yeah, I was going to say that the Knicks might want to send a Jason Tatum a care package. If he even plays up to half of his potential, the Boston's easily winning that game. But, um, yeah, I mean, that game should not have gone to overtime. Should have won in regulation. You know, Evan Fournier kind of made a mistake when he doubled Tatum when he fell. And then Kemba made a mistake, you know, leaving Marcus Smart open on the – last play regulation but you know like you said the old Knicks teams they probably would have gone down on themselves but that's not going to happen you know with the Tom Thibodeau team you know I live in Chicago I cover the Bulls so very familiar with him and Taj Gibson and Derrick Rose and some of the assistants around the team so I know he's a very mentally tough guy and this Knicks team is going to be really fun to watch you know a lot of the experts says oh they're going to decline because of the loss of Reggie Bullock and Alfred Payton 
I couldn't disagree anymore. I think Alfred Payton is one of the worst players in the league, <laughs> with all due respect. Um, um, and I think Evan Forney, as you proved yesterday, is a, uh, he could be your second or third leading scorer behind Julius Randle. He caught fire there in the overtime period. So I think this Knicks team is going to be uh, – they won't be a surprise because, you know, they surprised everybody last year. So they're going to have some expectations this year. But I look for them to make the playoffs again. Um, they got to get their defense short up. But as long as Tom Thibodeau is running that team, they're going to be competitive all year long. So I know you're a big Derrick Rose fan, uh, being being a being a Bulls fan, but also even after he left the Bulls, kind of advocating for him still being a top point guard. Obviously not yeah. what he used to be after all the injuries, but still. What do you think his ceiling could be throughout the rest of his career in terms of the longevity, whether he's with the Knicks or not, but also for with with the Knicks this season? What do you think his ceiling could be in terms of uh, in terms of contributing in this late in his career? Yeah, probably similar to what you got from him last year. You know, some six man stuff. You know, fifteen, six. I mean. He he struggled yesterday, but I was surprised that he only got like 17 minutes. I don't know if that's because it was the first game of the season and they want to, you know, conserve his legs or he played like 35 minutes in the last preseason game, classic Tibbs. Yeah, I, I think he'll be a good six man. Um, you know, he hit the, you know, game stealing uh, bucket yesterday because Kemba was struggling and, you know, they didn't want to play him in second overtime. So, yeah, I, I think it was a good move to re-sign him and, um, you know, he's basically an extension of Thibodeau on the court, you know, everywhere Tibbs has been, Derek has been. So yeah, I look for him to be in the running for six man of the year again, just like last year. So being that you're a Bulls fan, Chicago spent a ton of money this off season, bringing in DeMar DeRozan, bringing in Lonzo Ball. I mean, you lost Laurie Markkinen, which I mean, I guess he just didn't fit there anymore, but do you expect the Bulls to, everyone kind of has them in this not elite class in the East, but kind of like that five to seven or eight, probably ceiling. Do you think they're going to exceed that or they are what they are? Are they a championship caliber team? Oh, I mean, they're definitely not championship caliber. That's for well, sure. I knew you I know. was just being polite. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think uh, they're going to be right there with the Knicks, you know, four or five seed, you know, they have the talent to, to do well. I think the two things I'm concerned about um, is their defense um, and their lack of postseason experience. I mean, DeRozan is really the only guy who has been in the playoffs. Zach Levine has already been in the playoffs. Lonzo Ball has already been in the playoffs. Vucevic has played in, uh, I think, like four or five playoff games. So they have the talent to be good, but, you, you know, it's still going to take some time to gel. I mean, they barely beat the Pistons yesterday. So there's really no reason to get too excited about what they're going to do. But <laughs> based off of what's been going on, you know, the last couple of years after the Jimmy Butler trade, I mean, you can't really blame Bulls fans for being excited. We are talking to sportscasting.com, NBA and NFL editor, writer Ashish Mathor. Now, um, I, I, when you when you talk about uh, some of the players in this league, and we talk about – Obviously, Steph Curry, LeBron James, and and some of these teams like the Lakers this year that everybody thinks and 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 the Golden State Warriors. If when when Thompson comes back, they could be an NBA championship team. Ben Simmons is a guy that uh, is not working out with the 76ers. Obviously, we see what's going on. Doc Rivers really doesn't want him at practices. Really doesn't want him on this roster. I've been saying that Ben Simmons would fit the best right now with the Golden State Warriors. Would you think that Golden State, if they put a package together, 
would send an Andrew Wiggins, a first-round draft pick, and maybe another player uh, to the 76ers for Ben Simmons. Get him out of the hairs of, obviously, uh, Doc Rivers. Andrew Wiggins is making a lot of money. I don't think he's making $189 million, but he's making like 100 What was it? Yeah, it's like $21 a season or something like that. Yeah, he's making like 130 So maybe you could get another player that can match that contract and the first-round draft pick, one of the first-round draft picks that they have in the next couple of years. Um, do you think that would be a great move for the Golden State Warriors and put them up with the Lakers? I know they beat the Lakers game one. Uh, I don't think that this is going to be the Lakers team as we move forward. This seems going to be a lot better when these guys figure things out as a team. Yeah, I mean, you can't expect Westbrook to look like a G League player every night. I mean, he looked awful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, they'll be get, they'll get better. The thing with Simmons and the Warriors is I don't think you can have him and Draymond Green um, on the floor at the same time because they, neither of them can shoot. Neither of them can space the floor. So that's going to compromise Steph Curry's shooting ability – um, whenever Clay Thompson gets back, his shooting ability. So I don't, I personally don't feel like that's a good fit for Simmons. Um, maybe trade, know. maybe trade Draymond Green. I mean, no. maybe trade him. I I mean, Ben Simmons is a younger, better defensive player than Draymond Green. Yeah, that would probably be the only way to do it. But I just can't see Steph and Clay, uh, or even Steve Kerr signing off on something like that because he is the clear heart and soul of that team, even though I completely agree. I mean, Ben Simmons for all his flaws on offense and believe me, there's a ton of them. I've never been a big fan of his, but I mean, you can't teach all NBA defense. You can't teach, you know, playmaking, passing, you know, being a tear in the open court. So I agree. He'd be a good fit with the Warriors, but I just don't see him and Draymond Green working well together. And then I also don't see the Warriors parting ways uh, with Draymond. So with Ben Simmons, do you still think that the Sixers could get something of, I'm not saying necessarily a superstar or star player, but something of impact for them that could help them this year back? And also with him out, whether he holds out, gets suspended, gets traded, what do you think the Sixers' ceiling in terms of a, where they're finished in the Eastern Conference is? Is it going to be dropping significantly? Or do you think maybe it's something that could be a rallying point and they could still be a top top team? Yeah, I mean, they look pretty good without him uh, in the first game. I mean, you could see, like, how much space there was on the floor for him to operate with. I mean, he, he looked like a completely different player. Um, I personally think Ben Simmons' value, it, it just keeps going down the drain. Mm. You know, every report that comes out from Wadge or Sham just makes him look like a big baby. Um, so I, I don't know what's going to happen with him. I mean, uh, he, you know, he's faking a back injury now. He's not mentally ready to play, like – this is just a complete disaster for the Sixers. And you know, you had Daryl Morey come out today saying, oh, you know. I saw that. Yeah, yeah I'll wait four years to trade Ben Simmons if I have to. No, I mean, that's a lie. That's a yeah. – you're paying him 180-something million dollars. You're not waiting three years to sit on Ben Simmons' contract. That is the most ridiculous statement Anybody could say an owner, a GM, or anybody. Well, we know, though, Daryl Morey's egregiously optimistic at times, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, look how he handled James Harden. He traded him in what, two to three days? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, Daryl Morey must be like an idiot. I mean, he could have had James Harden last year, but he didn't want to give up Ben Simmons. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays. I think the Sixers as a team are pretty much done with him. I mean, Joel Embiid says he doesn't care about him anymore. You know, the team looked really good without Tyrex Maxey. looks like the floor general that they need, someone who can actually shoot. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to be really curious to see what happens with Ben Simmons. I mean, we, I mean, there's talk that this situation could 
complete could completely change, you know, the collective bargaining agreement. Um, because you know, he hypothetically could sit out the whole year if he really wanted to. He's not if he doesn't if he doesn't get traded. I mean, yeah, it's pretty doubtful, but either it's Kyrie, um, trust me. Kyrie will figure a way to come back. Um Yeah, I mean that that's that's another really interesting topic too. But mm-hmm. um yeah, I, I think Ben Simmons' value is completely gone. I mean, they're not gonna get a Damian Lillard or anybody like impactful. Um I mean the I feel like the best player they could get is maybe John Wall and you know, he's past his prime, so we'll see what happens. I will say this. If they could once the Nets go 0 and three or 0 and four or they're one and five, you you will hear the name Kyrie Irvin being brought up and you're gonna see Kevin Durant and James Harden at his doorstop saying, Please, please take that vaccine. We need you. You know what's funny is uh, Ben Simmons for Kyrie Irving works in ESPN trade machine. So yeah. mm. you could do that. I mean, I think no. Kyrie would retire. I'm not. Yeah. If I'm Brooklyn, I don't want that trade at all. Well, Kyrie's a better Oh, player. yeah. Neither do I. Neither do I. I- I'm just saying, you know. Well, no, if, if Kyrie's less of a headache. Yeah, well, that's I, true. What are you going to do when Dr- Kevin that. Durant says, what the hell are you doing? Mm. And what's he going right. to do? Sit out and go home and cry like a girl? That's No. Mm. Yeah, I completely I, agree. I, I, yeah, I, I did you watch the first game? Did no, you, I did not. Did you? I watched the first game. Ashish, I know you watched the first game with the Nets. What is their weakness? Their rebounding and their defense. What does yeah. Ben Simmons bring to the table? Defense and rebounding. Something that the Nets do not have, and they're not going to compete with Milwaukee. They're definitely not going to compete with the Knicks, with Robinson and Nerlens Noel when they come Miami. back. Miami. Miami, they have no chance. Oh, Miami's the best team these. I, I don't think they are. But I think so. I, I don't. But I, I, they're not going to be able to compete with those teams. They're going to have so many problems for offensive rebounding. I, and I'm not going to depend on these old guys that they have over there. They yeah. Ben Simmons would be... I think a great fit for the Nets, but Kyrie Irving, you're going to have to give up more than just Ben Simmons for Kyrie Irving. I mean, Kyrie Irving is one of the top 10 players in the league right now. You can you, he's going to change that net team when he goes there. If he ever goes back, uh, the Nets are going to be a completely different team when he's on the court. Yeah. I mean, if Kyrie somehow does play, I think the Nets easily win the championship. I mean, barring, you know, injuries, obviously. Um, but I mean, the guy, I mean, like, I don't think he's getting the vaccine. And I don't think, I mean, I don't think the NBA is going to give him the religious, you know, reason to not get it. So, I mean, as of today, I mean, he might he might sit out the whole season. Ironically enough, I was going to ask you what you thought of Kyrie Irving. But since we just talked about Kyrie Irving, there <laughs> that goes. So, from one head case to another. Deshaun Watson's name is now back up in the NFL, <laughs> and Deshaun Watson apparently is going to be a Dolphin. And apparently, in exchange for that, Tua Tagovailoa, say that five times fast, is going to be a Washington football team member. And so what do you, is there any truth to this, or is the NFL just bored and making up headlines again? Man, we've been following this. Desha- I mean, first Deshaun Watson was going to be a Dolphin. Then he was going to be a Bronco. Then he was going to be in Washington. I mean, I agree with you, man. It's just, you know, agents and sources just leaking stuff to get stuff out there. I don't think Deshaun Watson gets traded this season. I don't think I don't think any team can risk trading for him. I got one. Who you got? The Carolina Panthers need to go oh, get Deshaun you're, you're Watson. Cr- they just gave up a second and a fourth for Sam. They're not yeah. gonna just give up more. They're not, they're not gonna just. First of all, you're gonna have to give Deshaun. up. You're gonna have to give up more than Sam. You're yes. gonna have to give away. Yes, you are. You're gonna have to give up away. Give away. You're practically Sam your, Donald in your the first future. Round pick. 
your future for Deshaun. You might have to give away your star running back, Christian McCaffrey. No way. Yeah, no, way. No, absolutely not. Deshaun Watson is one of the top three well, well, quarterbacks Watt, in all of football. Who hasn't played in a very long time. One year. Right, that's a long time. He's 26 years old. That's fantastic. And he's at the top of his career in his prime. That's fantastic. And, oh, by the way, when they do trade for him, you know the legal... He's going to Miami in the offseason. I'm not disagreeing with you. But if I'm the Panthers, you need to really look into He's not going to the Panthers. What are you, on drugs? There's no way. Sam Darnold looks awful. He looks terrible. First of all, everybody was talking about him making the Pro Bowl a couple of weeks ago. Hey, now he led the league in rushing touchdowns. He's awful. He, I, 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 you will never hear the name Sam Darnold and Pro Bowl come out of my mouth. Oh, well, not your mouth, but everybody else's mouth. The good, the good old three-game sample size, huh? <laughs> well, well, he, he, had he had a good two weeks. He had a very good two weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. He was 3-0. Uh, and oh. Deshaun he Watson's got good a trade clause, no trade clause. So would he even say yes to a trade to Carolina? No, no. He's, there's three teams he'll go to. The Broncos, one. The Miami Dolphins, two. And I, I, I do believe that if it becomes open, the Oakland Raiders, three. I mean, the oh. Las Vegas Raiders, three. But it's not going to get open because Derek you Carr is You will move on from San Don- like I was going to say. I know, Der- Derek I just, Carr is. I just said that it's not going to happen. But he will go to Vegas with a new stadium, new fan base, and a new start over there in Vegas. He would love going out there and playing football for the Vegas uh, Raiders. But it's not going to happen. The two teams, it's the Broncos and the Miami Dolphins. He's going to Miami. I guarantee you, before the draft next year, you're going to hear a trade. You're going you're to hear two first rounds, a third, and a player for Deshaun Watson. And, and that's where Miami's going. They're going to let Tua play out this season, see what they have, and show the and show all the other teams what Can't they have. Can you risk that, though? Absolutely. Because Tua's value is dropping like a freaking barrel of So pain. what are you going to get in the offseason if he has a good season? What are you going to do if he gets hurt again? What, what do you mean? What if, uh, I mean, he's been hurt. He's injury prone. To- he's got a bad hip. He's got I mean, a bad hip, and now what's he? What's his problem? You're probably faster than him outside the pocket. Well, I mean, seriously. <laughs> Depends where I'm running from. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I don't think Deshaun Watson gets traded this year, but I mean, obviously, I could be wrong. I don't know anything. <laughs> oh, damn, I was hoping you'd give me some answers just now. I, no, man, I don't I'm think with, anybody I'm, knows. I'm with you on everything. I really don't know what's going to happen. With I don't him. think anybody knows what happens going to happen to Deshaun Watson. Here's a question for you. Uh, uh, one of the fans, Jeff, has been talking about Jeff Bezos interested in buying a football team. The Broncos. He told me the Broncos. Are having problems with ownership, the family is not getting along, and that in the offseason they're going to try to sell the team. Bezos wants a team. If he's interested, why wouldn't the NFL let one of the richest people in the world buy a team? Do you think that if that happens, Aaron Rodgers heads over there to the Broncos like we've been hearing for the last couple of months? That's where he wants to go. So me being a dire Bears fan, Nothing would make me happier to see this guy get out of that division, especially after what happened this past weekend, you know, where he taunted the crowd. I've owned you, blah, blah, blah. Um, Don't you I love just it? Want, I just want him gone, man. Like, he's been he's been ruining my sports fandom. I mean, first I had to deal with Brett Favre. Then I had to deal with Jay Cutler. Then I had to deal with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's just been awful being a Bears fan. You know, we finally have a promising quarterback in Justin Fields, and I still have to deal with Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah, I think he would be a great fit uh, in Denver. I mean, I, I think they're losing right now to Cleveland, but, Tons I mean, they pretty much have everything you need 
to be successful other than a quarterback, you know, you know, like they have a good defense, they have a solid offensive line, solid playmaker. So um, I cannot wait to see where Aaron Rodgers goes. I just, I just desperately need him. Out of he, my he will not be a Packer next year. I, you have no problems yeah. co- complaining about that. He is going, he's going to leave Green Bay next yeah. year. There's no question he's staying with them. Speedy, yeah. why don't you read all the football things that people are saying? Uh, I, I don't have him up right now. Do you have him up? Um, I'll read it, Speedy. Uh, ha, 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 Tyler, no, pun, no, pun, no point intended or no pun intended. Watson head case. Then he said. Ha, 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 I didn't mean that. That was good. <laughs> Carl, Carl also says, certainly, uh, I'm reading, certainly got enough of it. Ha, ha, ha. Then Jeff says, Tater knows less than nothing. Ben says, go Sonic pack, go. And then Carl says the Broncos have beat teams they should have lost to good teams. So that's what Carl said. Um, So it's interesting. And by the way, Teddy Bridgewater has had a good season. He really has. Uh, For a guy that has hopped from one place to another, that terrible injury that he practically lost his his team, he'd still be the – I believe if he never injured his his leg or his foot like that, Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd still You're be right. the quarterback of Minnesota right now. It would right. beat Kirk Cousins. Right. Uh, so, um, it's a shame what happened to him. He bounced two different teams. The Jets didn't give him a chance. This team didn't. Oh. The Carolina Panthers didn't give him a chance. And now he's with the Broncos. And he's got the Broncos right now 3-3 three and three, and has a chance to knock off uh, this Cleveland Brown team, which, by the way, is uh, is up 10 nothing with a backup quarterback that hasn't played in years. So, quarterback, two tackles are out. Mm-hmm. Two running backs are out. I don't is Odell playing in this game? Odell is playing. I, I started Landry, who is playing in this game as well. So not I didn't actually. Not start. I think he's their leading receiver. Who? Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I I, I, I have. He's got four catches. Yeah, I. I, yeah, I have, Odell Odell's got two drops. I, I started Jarvis. Who Landry. has two drops? Odell. Odell. Mm-hmm. Odell. I, Odell has not looked the same. I think in the off that's season. That's not fair. I, I think in the off season, I think the Browns need to move on from him. Oh, I, absolutely. I really do. Oh, that's uh, that. That's a load of bullshit. Wh- why is it a load of bull? <laughs> what what is what is a load? It, it it's just as much loads that you come out of your butt every single time you take a crap. Plus, as Odell got hurt again, I guess. Uh, Odell can't stay healthy. Odell was pl- Odell started the game hurt. Oh God! You, you got to yeah. stop sticking up for him, guys. He is, what do you mean sticking up for him? It's stop. a fact. Stop. They didn't think he was playing until about an hour and a half ago. The guy ago. can't stay healthy. He hasn't been on the field for more than two years. The guy's not the same player. Give it up. They need to trade him. He's making, what, $22 million? He's the second highest paid wide receiver, third highest paid wide receiver in all of football. They renegotiated his deal when he got traded. The guy stinks. He's done. He doesn't stink. He's done. I wouldn't say he stinks. He's but. done. <laughs> He's talented, man. He's just, I don't know what it is. Like, ever since as talented as my... Uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to say it, but uh, yeah. it, I, Baker, man, they just they just don't they don't click. They don't click. I don't know what it is. Well, well, because 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 he wants because he wants them. He wants the ball all the time. And he, yeah. he's share. He's sharing the ball all over the field. And when by the way, when Odell Beckham is not on the field, he completes 65 percent of his passes. When Odell Beckham is on the field, 55. Uh, look at the difference. Look at the look at the passing rating. I, I'm going. Go ahead, Speedy. Carl just said uh, he just hurt his shoulder again trying to make a catch on the sideline. So I'll figure it. It must have been in that game. I lose Odell Beckham so, for a significant amount of time. Thank so you, she, so let's, get, let's get OBJ in Baltimore. I think that'd be a good fit for him. Hmm, that's interesting. That's a good idea. That is interesting. Actually, Chicago. 
would be a great fit. For oh, I'm you good. don't want a Ashish? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> what God, kind of good. disrespectful so, shit is this? <laughs> so speaking of the Bears, I, I wanted to ask because obviously there's a lot of controversy with the quarterbacks at the beginning of the season with Matt Nagy, uh, who I stuck up for for a while, but this year I just can't with the way uh, he's I'm handled leaving. Justin Fields and <laughs> just the game plans have really just been bad. So I mean, what do you think? What do you think is? Uh, what do you think Justin Fields has to do to maybe grow his game, no matter who the coaching is? What have you seen from him on the field in order to the good and the bad? And also, what coach, if there's anyone out there that you think would be the best fit for somebody for catering to somebody like? Justin By the Fields? way, we love Justin Fields. Yes, we love him. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so Matt Nagy needs to be fired uh, yesterday, um, but since that's not possible, he should be fired at the end of the season. Um, our general manager should be fired uh, for <laughs> drafting Trubisky over Mahomes and Watson. Um, mm. In terms of a coaching staff, I mean, like everybody says Eric Bieniemy from Kansas City, dude. I'm mm. done with the. <laughs> I'm done with the whole. Oh, he worked with Andy Reid, so he's gonna be good. Like, just because Eric Bieniemy and just because Matt Nagy is with Andy Reid doesn't mean. He's going to be the next Andy Reid. Like, Andy Reid is still the one who's calling the plays. Mm. Like, when we hired Matt Nagy, the whole thing, oh, we got Andy Reid 2.0, blah, blah, blah. No, you just got somebody who knows what he runs for a little bit. But as you've seen, Matt Nagy sucks as a play caller. <laughs> like, as a head coach, I think he's a good head coach, he's a good speaker, a good motivational guy, but he sucks as a play caller. And that's why we gave it to Bill Lazor. That's why we beat the Raiders. That's why we beat the Lions, even though it doesn't really count. Um, <laughs> but there were rumors, you know, the the writer for the Athletic Chicago said Matt Nagy was secretly calling plays again against mm-hmm. the Packers. Mm-hmm. And secretly. look what happened. He sucked. Mm, wow. So um, I want Matt Nagy gone. Um, I, I, I don't know who we should hire. I really don't. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't Who's know. the offensive coordinator for Buffalo? Brian Dable. He would he's be a name that's been floating around. He there. would be a great pick for them. Justin, he would help Justin Fields. Look what he's done over there with Buffalo and Josh Allen. I think he would yeah. be a great pick. Ashish, uh, here's another one that I always thought of too was Greg Roman. So I don't yeah. know what you think of that. You know, I really, I, I want Kellen Moore from Dallas. Oh, all right, Kellen Moore. You don't want to win. Ashish. You don't want to win, huh? Come on, I, dude. He's doing good in Dallas. What do you come, mean? Come on, he's got Mike Dak McCarthy is doing good in Dallas. Dak Prescott's having a fantastic. Dak Prescott's fantastic, by the way. Kellen Moore is a genius. Fields got Kellen Moore's a very Prescott smart potential. man. Got that potential. Well, he 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 could be better. I mean, he's got the yeah. ability to be better. He's running for his life right now because we have the worst offensive line. I don't know about and that. He's... I mean, the Jets don't look pretty good either. I had twenty-one sacks by John. You you look at uh, yeah. what's I going think on. Zach Wilson's Wilson. the most hit quarterback. In the yeah, twenty-one sacks. I mean, yeah. I mean, the Jets the last two weeks have been pretty good. But, uh, yeah. uh, but uh, th- you know, the first three or four games, that kid was getting mm-hmm. killed. So yeah. Miami uh, was the worst ranked as of this week. Yeah, I mean, the Jets have, you know, the Jets are getting better. But I, I don't think, I, I, again, they need to upgrade their offensive line. But they need to upgrade mm-hmm. their coach more than anything. I mean, their coach is horrible. Nagy needs to go. That's another Candy City what guy. I, I, I just, that's yeah. where. That's where I see them going. I, I, I see them looking for a new coach. Biennemi, again with Biennemi, I'll, I'll say this. Biennemi interviewed for 17 jobs. Yeah, 17, he didn't get one. And he didn't get one. That, to me, is alarming. If I am a fan of my team and I'm saying, hey, wait a second. This guy's a great offensive coordinator. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl. But 
He hasn't gotten a job in almost two years because he's interviewed for 17, 17 different teams, two teams he interviewed back-to-back years, and they still didn't hire him. That is alarming to me. He doesn't sell to these owners. He doesn't sell to the GM. I'd stay away from him. That's I wonder, I I wonder if it's the Matt Nagy effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if it really is. Like, oh, well, this guy was with them. He sucks. So I'm saying, like, these offensive coordinators, like, it's still Andy Reid calling the plays. Mm-hmm. So you're not getting Andy Reid to your team. You're just getting, like, someone who knows what he's running. But, like, I want Matt Nagy gone ASAP. But you don't but... want Kellen Moore, okay? Yeah, that... <laughs> you don't. <laughs> he was a terrible quarterback in the NFL. He was a terrible college quarterback, okay? And now I don't – I wouldn't say he was a terrible college quarterback. I never, I never liked him. Has he never won anything historic... in college, did he? Did he Fight win the Heisman? Boise State. Did he, did he win anything? Did he I win mean, a Heisman? No, but no. he put Boise State on the map. No, he, no, he, no, he didn't put Boise State on the map. No, he has the ball. He put Boise State on the map. I, I like the offense he runs. No, he wasn't. Didn't uh, Urban Meyer didn't put Boise State? Was it? No, that was Utah. That was Utah. Yeah, it was Utah. And they were already Pac-12. Boise State's not a Power 5 team. But Kellen Moore was not the Boise State quarterback in 07. Yes, so it wasn't him. Anyways... Ashish, uh, we'd like to thank you for joining us. I want to get you on again. Ashish, I would like to get you on very, very soon. Speedy will reach out to you. I, I think you're awesome. I think you uh, gave us some quality points, especially with the NBA, and you went into the NFL. And also, very, very quality points that you gave us. Um, and, and we love that you follow us, and, and we follow you, man. We, we read. Speedy loves your writing. I, I checked out your writing the other day. You're really, really good. Um, Thank um, you. Definitely stay in touch with us. We really, we really like you, and we'll get you on again. Uh, tell the fans how they can find you on social media. Yeah, so I'm on Twitter at a m a t h u r twenty five. That's pretty much it. I'm not on Instagram or anything. Kind of a low profile guy, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter if you want. You have something in common with Tyler. He's a low profile guy too. So you guys could be good buddies, you know. And uh, you know, yeah. maybe you could put some bets on uh, his fight with one of our. Our fans, Jeff, uh, oh they're, they're going to be fighting for $2,000 in Tampa. We have like it all set fight? up. Like yes, an MMA fight. fight. An MMA fight, man. Oh my We're going to post it on social media for everybody <laughs> to see. This is going to be so much fun. I can't wait for this. We're, we I just got to play. Wow, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Tyler's the underdog right you now. My, you want my autograph now or after the fight? <laughs> I think I want it now. Get that, get that eBay, get that get eBay business started. Ashish, <laughs> thank you for joining us, bud. No, thanks for having me, guys. Have a good one. Absolutely. We were just talking to sportscasting.com, NBA, NFL editor, writer Ashish Maythor. Awesome guy. Speedy, write to him. Tell him thank you. We loved him, and we want to get him on again. Uh, we're going to go to a one-minute break, and then we're going to get our second guest. We will be talking to Just Mets writer, former SNY and MLB.com writer, Michael Barron, here on the Sports Loudmouths. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loudmouths. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. This this is Sports Lab. I'm your host, Errol Mark. My co-host, Speedy Squeeze Petey, and Tyler Mothball Marriott Harrison. What? <laughs> 631 672 Listen, Biggie, I think you need to calm down. <laughs> 631-672-3108 is the number to call us. Go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradionetwork.com. 
And by the way, guys, go to our app. Download our app on a, in the application store as iOS, which is Apple. There you go. WWSRN or Android. A little bit of Worldwide heart. Sports Radio Network. Thank you, Ashish Maythor, for joining us. He was great. Uh, and I'm sure he's a big fan of our shows. He's watch our show. He watches our show. He actually reached out to Speedy and said he would absolutely love to come on our show. But this guy, um, he's been around for a while. We are now talking to Jets. I mean, sorry, just Mets writer and former SNY and MLB.com writer, Michael Barron. What's going on, Mike? I've been around for a while. You make me sound old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I've been around for a while, too. It's been 10 years. He's in been this around business. the block more than you can possibly imagine. Well, just wait a second. <laughs> just wait a second. Now you're going too far, Mike. I've been in, I've been in this game for 12 years. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it goes so fast, doesn't it? It's just like yeah. you go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing, and then you got to deal with this thing. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> so why don't we, Mike, why don't you tell the fans a little bit about yourself? How did you get into uh, writing for Just Mets and uh, obviously SNY and MLB.com? How did you uh, get into it 12 years ago, and uh, what made you decide to continue doing it? I mean, honestly, it was just good luck, right place, right time for me. Um, I just got to know Matt Cerrone and folks at SNY um, at around, what, just, oh yeah, just after the 2008 season, we started talking and chatting. And, the, you know, they started using my photos on MetsBlog.com and more and more. And, you know, we got into a conversation, you know, in the middle of that winter. You know, he was asking me if I'd like to be interested in writing. And I'm like, writing? I'm a... IT guy, you know, I just happen to have a camera that I take to the stadium. I've never written anything. I got to see in my freshman English class, you know, so, you know, I mean, I, you know, it, it kept, you know, it kept, you know, pushing me and pushing me to write. And I said, you know, it, it, we got to just after opening day that year and, you know, it was really, really bugging me at that point. I said, look, okay. I said, you win. I said, I'll write a couple of you know, maybe some, you know, smaller news items, I guess I can, I can do that. I need help and guidance because, uh, you know, the hell if I know what I'm doing here, you know? So, um, you know, the next thing I know, I'm like, I don't want to say I'm like, you know, his partner at that time, but I just was writing a ton, you know, I mean, I, you know, maybe 30, 30 posts a week, wow, you know, for wow. SNY and it, it evolved into this, just this, it was something I guess I found myself good at, and I had no idea I had the ability to um, write. I had no, no idea the ability to network, you know, with, you know, the people in the organization and, you know, really just develop relationships and talk to people. And, you know, you realize they're just human beings, you know, they're just richer than me, you know. Um, and, you know, it turned into this, I don't know, it's, it was, it just turned into a, sort of a fun hobby, which was like, be, became successful very quickly for me. And, um, you know, I was with SNY for five or six years and, you know, MLB approached me at the time and said, how would you like to start a project just like that, you know, with us? And, you know, at the time there were some, you know, there was, you know, some issues, not issues, there were some changes taking place at SNY and I felt like it was a good opportunity to, um, see if I can do this all by myself. And, um, this was around 2015, right when the Mets, you know, that was the year the Mets really got good. I, we built this site, which was, you know, I'd like to say it was a little bit different just because there was a lot of long form um, on the original Just Mets in 2015. 
um, a lot of exclusives. Um, there wasn't a lot of, you know, not a lot of company stuff going on, not a lot of MLB centric stuff. It was just, you know, the Mets telling it like it was just, you know, how I, what I did on with SNY, you know, for a really long time. And um, it was wildly successful. Um, you know, we did over a million unique visits to the sites in just five wow. months, which, wow. you know, for a Mets blog, you know, is, was pretty incredible. Um, you know, they just didn't want to pick up the project. There were a lot of issues, a lot of changes going on in MLB is, you know, you, you know, if you think about that time, you know, went from Sealy to Manfred, um, during that time, there were a lot of executive changes, a lot of people, you know, coming in, going out and they just weren't, they just didn't want to be burdened with, you know, that kind of project. Oh, stop Mike. Uh, You have a lot of idiots. Okay. You went from uh, Rob Manfred. It wasn't wasn't up to me. I mean, I was shocked when they pulled me into the meeting. I had no idea. Mm. You know, believe me, I had no idea. You should have had me in that meeting because I would have told Rob, you know what? Why don't you go Manfred somebody else? Okay. Because you're an idiot. I don't think that's a good idea. uh, And by the way, uh, Bud Selig, who absolutely ruined baseball in the 90s. I, I mean, he allowed steroids, and then all of a sudden, when politics got involved with it, he, oh, I'm going to hide. I'm going to throw everybody onto the bus. It wasn't me. I mean, Bud Selig's another idiot who went to the Hall of Fame. And why isn't George Steinberg in the Hall of Fame yet? Who knows? So and everything is everything. Everything's all well and good until you're caught, right? Absolutely. So, um, you know, I think everybody knew that about steroids. You know, at the time, and they would have turned. Continued, they probably to be turning a blind eye to this day, if not for Jose Canseco. Well, right? that's true so, too. Wonderful, um, book, by the way, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I mean, I'm, it wasn't Manfred who wanted um, who wanted the site. You know squished it was you know there were just some other things going on which were things i did not agree with obviously didn't want um and obviously i had bias um as you know in in that situation but it was what it was you know so um it took a long time mostly because you know i i mean personally i wanted it to be i wanted any new project you know any anything i engaged with i wanted it to have meaning and a purpose Mm -hmm. i wanted it to have legitimacy and, you know, for a long time, that was really hard to find, especially with the Mets, you know, for lack of a better term, stinking it up for, you know, the years in between. Um, they weren't very good, you know, outside of 2016 until, I mean, they haven't been good since 2016. <laughs> so, um, you know, but we figured a plan of what this might look like. And it's not, it, it hasn't been totally reborn yet. Um, there's still a lot of technical hurdles. There's a bigger picture, of course. There's always a bigger picture to everything, which I can't get into right now. Um, but, um, you know, in the end, you know, we foresee a, you know, a site that, you know, you know, you where you think of it like it's it, Twitter is the money. If Twitter is all, you know, muddied waters, you know, this is going to be clear water. So you can see everything that's going on with the Mets without the noise, without the distractions, without, you know, really all the BS that you see and see here and read, you know, we just want the facts. We want the proper context to those facts. Mm. And, you know, if you want more, if you want long form, we'll write some long form and it'll be available to the audience. But we just want you to be able to find a place where you can go get your news, get it quickly and then go about your day and check back in a little bit later. I mean, that was, you know, kind of sort of what, you know, Matt and Matt Sroon and I wanted with Mets blog all those years ago. Um, but I think, you know, at least with Rich, Rich and myself, you know, I think we can, uh, modernize that vision and take it to the next level. It's going to take a little bit of time to come up with, um, you know, the, the technology, 
um, to do this. That's really where we're challenged right now. So, so why don't we get into the New York Mets? The GM position is open. The Mets are probably the only team in MLB history that had two really good GMs set up in position to take over this team after Sandy decides to uh, uh, go somewhere else or retire or whatever he plans to do. And both of them get fired in the same year, okay? One who can't keep his eyes and, and his phone lit up looking at women, and the other one um, can't keep his uh, hands off the booze, I guess. I, I mean, Leave booze out. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So who do you see the Mets hiring in the offseason? There's a couple of candidates. Uh, they lost a couple of candidates. They wanted the Milwaukee uh, GM, he decided to stay in Milwaukee. He's from New York. A lot of Mets fans were very excited with him. Uh, they were talking about Theo Epstein coming to the Mets and helping uh, build this dynasty of a team like he did with the Cubs and what he did with the Boston Red Sox. He's not coming. So who is it? Who do you think it is? And what do the Mets need? To, what does he need to do to, and, and what he needs to do to bring in that coach, that manager that could change this team? Well, that's a good question, right? I mean, I think you know, going back to the original big three, i.e. Um, David Stearns, uh, Theo Epstein, and Billy Bean, I don't know that any of them were ever realistic. I mean, I keep thinking, I keep circling back to Theo Epstein as being the most realistic because he was not employed by another team. He wasn't under contract with anybody else. But I think it's been well documented that you know he has um, bigger plans for his next um, gig with a club. And, you know, he's been there, done that as the president of baseball and the GM of, you know, two laughing stocks and, you know, turning it entirely around and into story championships. I mean, you know, I don't I don't think the Mets necessarily fall into, you know, that category. I think they fall into their own, you know, category of, um, you know, that lacks credibility. Um, but um, I think I don't think any of them were ever realistic. Um, I, I think it was, I, I, I don't think it's any secret that Billy Bean has roots in Oakland. He has a family there. He's been there for since what, 1995, 1996. Mm-hmm. Um, where was he going at age 60? Like, mm-hmm. is he going to uproot his entire family and his, and his life, um, from Oakland and come to New York? I mean, maybe if the Mets offered him $20 million a year, he would, but I mean, you know, realistically that's not going to happen. And so I never viewed Billy Bean as as the realistic possibility. Although of the three, I mean, he was the most interesting to me, um, just because I think he would have meshed well the best with Sandy Alderson because of their history. Um, and you know, everybody knows their history. I mean, you know, with you know back in back in the Oakland days, and you know they reunited um, what in two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen, when Sandy was a special assistant over there. So. There's an obvious, um, good, obviously good working relationship there, but um, it just never seemed like a realistic possibility he was going, going to move. Milwaukee was never going to let David Stearns interview anywhere um, as long as he was under contract. So, you know, there was this notion that, you know, they'd be able to land one of those big fish, but like, I don't think anyone was, you know, thinking clearly on that. I mean, I never thought any of the three would be, you know, were, were obvious were, were obvious choices for this job now who, who that might be you know, it's a good question I think you know Josh Burns who's an executive with um, the Los the Angeles Dodgers, Dodgers. Yeah. I mean I, honestly I think he's should be their top target I mean I, I think his um, you know he's well regarded he's highly touted he's always you know very coveted and I think he's a good fit for the job 
I think a lot of this noise about the Mets being, you know, jokes between Sandy Alderson and um, Steve Cohen is a little misconceived and a little unfair. Um, and we have to remember who might be providing these one-liners to people in the media. I mean, you know, I think Billy Bean said it best, Sandy Martino yesterday, he said, who wouldn't want to work with Sandy Alderson? And he's right. Like, you know, you're talking about a Hall of Fame executive. He's a guy who does not want anything to do with baseball. He wants to run the business for a few years and call it a career, if you will. So I really don't think that's an issue. I also think that you know, as far as the GM is concerned, I think that's, it's, it's hard to answer now because we don't even know who the president of the team is going to be. So um, I think first things first, you know, put that piece in place if they can, and then see what kind of brand that president is trying to build, you know, in, with a GM and the people he surrounds himself with, because that's really the key of any president of any company. It's not the person, it's who they surround him with. So who he surrounds himself with, or she surrounds himself herself with. So you know, those are going to be important pieces to the, that puzzle, but you need that first piece, and that's the present at this point. So I've said much of the season that in terms of Steve Cohen being a, a rich owner, the richest owner in baseball, second in all of sports, and also Sandy Alderson kind of being the other extreme where he comes from the money ball roots with Billy Bean with that athletics team, that a lot of front office decisions were kind of like an indecisiveness thing. Like if you look at the trade deadline, they only they traded for Javier Baez, which was a big splash, but that was all they got. They didn't get any pitching like a lot of people thought and stuff like that. And same thing with the, the free agency before that. They got some relief pitching and obviously Lindor. So do you think they need to find maybe a middle ground when it comes to a philosophy standpoint should they go all in on being trying to be a big market team or should they maybe try to stick with sandy alderson's philosophy with the money ball and the analytics analytics are important you know it's if you're not analytical you're not competitive in this industry you know every team you know from the marlins to the dodgers are you know center their um brand around analytics you know what they're trying to do to be you know, to be a cut above everybody else. And they, and these clubs believe that it's, you know, that's built into the science, that, that, that science is an important part of, you know, being competitive and being a winning team. And, you know, look, it's hard to argue, you know, with the success of the Tampa Bay Rays, the success of the Houston Astros, the success of the Los Angeles Dodgers, you know, three clubs, which are, you know, analytics heavy, you know, analytics centric, you know, especially a team like the Rays who, you know, <laughs> completely depend on being creative and finding that market inefficiency on on an annual basis. You know, um, you know, I, I think it's, if the Mets were to abandon that and go back to the way they were during the Wilpon years, I think you're going to see more of the same, if not worse, because they just can't compete. They can't, they can't play on the same playing field as even, you know, the, the, the worst teams in the league because they're all, you know, they're all being scientific. Now, on the flip side of it, I think you need to strike a balance between the two because I always tell people like baseball is the most irrational sports of all the major professional, all the major sports, you know, in this country. And because once that ball's thrown, you have no control over what happens. Once that ball's hit off the bat, you have no control over what happens. There's no science or analytic that can necessarily determine what's next. And you see that all the time. With you know when a left-handed hitter is up and you they put the Ted Williams shift on that hitter and he squirts one up the left side, you know that's, yeah, that's that, yeah that Tyler squirts, yes, yeah. Just so you know, that's an industry. I know what that means. Um, you know what that means. I know what it means. I, I just hope you know what it means. <laughs> Do you know what it means? I don't think he understands what it means. But go uh, ahead. I'm sorry. It's, it's, an, it's an industry term. Um, <laughs> We're just um, we I mean, we like I mean? Mark we I, I mean Michael we we like to uh, 
mess around on this show. So, I hear you. You know, <laughs> um, you know so, I mean, I, so my, the point is I think they need to strike a balance and, you know, don't forget also, you know, really prior to, you know, the Brody Van Wagen era, like the Mets were, you know, were behind in their analytics. I mean, they had a, maybe what I don't, I may be exaggerating when I say this and it may not be entirely accurate, but I think you'll get the point when I say they had like five or 10 people in their analytics department, mm -hmm. it is now, you know, way, way bigger um, with, you know, a lot of, you know, heavy, a lot of expensive degrees in that room and they're doing a much better job, you know, um, on the analytics side. I mean, we saw that with the club's defense, you know, how much better it was just with shifting and positioning on the infield alone. So, you know, it does, it does have merit. It, um, and I think it has merit, you know, all around, you know, all around a roster, but, you know, there have been players in, you know, over the years who have said to me specifically, like, you know, the human element is missing in this room. And I think that's attributed to analytics. Um, so I do think there needs to be a balance and I'm willing to bet. And I think you're actually starting to see a swing, you know, towards being more in the middle. I don't think you'll ever get to the middle, but I think it's being the human element. And Sandy Alderson has said over the years, you know, it's, you know, we need to take culture, personality and, and um, you know, humanity, um, you know, more into it, you know, into account more, you know, as we conduct business. And I think, I think that that goes for a lot of teams. Um, I, I don't think, you know, teams like the Rays have the luxury of being less scientific. I mean, their whole business depends on it because they lack the funds to compensate for um, the areas they're deficient in. So they must remain creative and scientific and in the chem lab all the time. I think most teams have to at this point, but not to the degree the Rays do or, you know, the A's do or, the, you know, the other you know, small market teams which just don't have the money these other clubs do. So it's ironic that you bring up big and small markets because that's kind of where the next question. Oh, by the way, I have a manager for you. If you take him, he's under contract already. All you gotta do is just give him a change of stripes. You can have Aaron Boone. Well, I'll give him to you. Such an idiot. I'll yeah, give him. To you, nobody's really happy about that I, signing. I, I, I think I'm. He's fine happy with about it. it. I, I'm not happy about it, but I'm not. I'm not upset about it. This guy's a winning. This guy's a winning manager since he's taken over the team. He's I have, won, a, he's I have had a question, two sir. You're not hijacking my question. One hundred win seasons, and he's never had less than ninety wins. So what makes him a bad manager? And he's made the playoffs every single year. I, I don't understand it. Yankee fans need to stop. Met fans are crying. Uh, it, it's just, it's it's pathetic. It's pathetic. You make a good point, but you know the game has de-emphasized the. This is going to sound harsh, but the relevance of the in, the the dugout manager because the dugout manager is nothing more than a middle manager at this point. He mm -hmm. takes direct. He or she will take direction from you know a front office on how to leverage the roster that mm -hmm. the manager has been given. Mm -hmm. And if the manager does that, the manager's done a good job, whether they win or lose, which is probably why Aaron, or at least partially why Aaron Boone was retained on a three-year contract, mm -hmm. because that's how a manager's performance is defined today. You know, if the, if the front office says, well, you use this pitcher in that situation and you, you, and you use this lineup in this other situation and the manager does that and checks those boxes, are you going to say, well, yeah, well, we're going to fire you anyway. I mean, that would be a little harsh. So I think if the manager had more um, autonomy or autonomy like 15, 20, 30 years ago, mm -hmm. I think – I don't know that he gets that three-year contract. But you know this, Mike, and I'll say this, and then Tyler can ask his question. We've said this over and over again. 
Teams don't give one-year contracts. They give you no. multi-year contracts. They could fire him next year. If he don't go to the World Series next year, I guarantee count? you they're going to fire him. Do you hear well, that, But count? if he doesn't go to the World Series because he had a team that underachieved, then he doesn't deserve to have the job. But if he has a team, if the if Brian Cashman doesn't give him a roster that's World Series capable, World Series caliber, and look, this year's Yankee roster, you know, I like these Yankees. You know, I like homegrown players. I like, I love Aaron Judge. Like, I wish he was a Met. You know, but um, that was not a World Series caliber roster. They barely deserve to be in the wild card game. They didn't you know? deserve it. Toronto should have right. got it. So, so that has a lot so, to do with managing. It has a lot to do with um, roster construction, yeah. too, and roster management. And the manager does not do that. And, you know, it's easy to, you know, it's easy to, you know, cut the manager's throat because, you know, the manager is the one always, you know, in front of the microphone and trying to explain away the deficiencies of the roster. But, you know, and, and we used to say that about Louis Rojas, you know, with the Mets, you know, like, how could he say that? How could he do that? Well, I don't think any of that was the problem with Louis Rojas. Well, the problem with Louis Rojas is that there was toxic positivity as it was put over the summer um, in that clubhouse, which blinded them to the problem. And you could hear that, you know, in their interview, in their pre and post game interviews, and, you know, that's where the Mets needed to make a change. If the Yankees just weren't good enough, that's not on the manager. That's on the on the front office for not giving the manager a good roster. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the difference. That's what we're talking about. That's why Louis, that's why Brett, I would call him Brett Boone. Aaron Boone is here and Louis Rojas is not. You know, that to me is, you know, explains the whole thing. Tyler, I'd much rather have Brett Boone. <laughs> I'd rather have <laughs> a bone period. Brett Boone. <laughs> but anyway. Back to a serious question. I didn't mean for any of that to happen. It was a good point, well, though. Well, it's thank you, sir. See, somebody finally respects what I said. Was damn, that <laughs> about damn time. So, um, what I'm saying here is, right, small market, big market. You've seen Tampa Bay kind of perfect when to, all right, this guy is playing at a high level, trade him, get young guys in, and just constantly visits vicious, vicious cycle. With that being said, the New York Mets are not that team. New York Mets are going to be a top five budget team until the end of time as of at at current pace. So now you've got Max Scherzer, right? Who's going to demand he's the top free agent in my mind. And then obviously Syndergaard, I think should go. I would bring back Stroman depending on what the deal is, but Max Scherzer to me has to, has to, has to get a call from every team in New York, because the Yankees should get him too. But based on the Mets, I, I think he's got to be target A. Well, I mean, I don't think he's going to be. I think he made it clear over the summer he had no interest in being in the East Coast. He wanted to be with in California, with either San Diego or the Dodgers. And quite honestly, that's where I think he's going to stay. Neither um, the Mets overpay him? I don't think the Mets, the Mets are in a tough spot with their payroll. And a lot of it has to do with Robinson Cano. No, um, but could could the Mets make a play? Are the the Mets would be crazy not to see if he has if he had a change of heart? I mean, I all thirty clubs could use Max Scherzer, even if you know he's going to be thirty seven, thirty eight years old. You know, eighty percent of what he was before is better than still better than most people in the league. I just don't see it as a realistic target. I think you know the Mets have so many different problems on their roster to solve. 
One of which, like I said, is Robinson Cano. Another is a gross payroll imbalance as a result of having Robinson Cano. I did the math the other day and talked about it a little bit online. You know, when I said if they retain, if they if they're able to retain Stroman and Baez, say on twenty five million a year per, then they bring back Conforto and Syndergaard on qualifying offers at eighteen. We'll just round it to eighteen million per. Their payroll is already two hundred and twenty to two hundred and thirty million dollars, and they haven't added anyone new. You know, so how do you solve that problem? Like, because if they don't add anyone new, but their payroll is at $230 million and the best they can hope for from this roster is 85 wins. Is that like a healthy way to spend your money? It's not for me to answer. I don't tell anyone how to spend their money, but I'm just being realistic. You know, so, you know, with all that said, you know, are they going to, you know, how are they going to address all their problems and then potentially add someone like Max Scherzer? You know, it's, you know, and if they don't sign someone like Conforto, you figure they're going to be signing someone of comparable talent and comparable money, if not more, you know, and certainly to a longer term deal than what a qualifying offer would, would cost. So, you know, I, I, the Mets problems are bigger than, than player personnel. The Mets problems are bigger than, you know, a front office and a dugout staff that doesn't exist. You know, their problems, you know, the, the payroll imbalance and what adding, you know, long-term free agents will do to that payroll imbalance you know, it's pretty scary when you just, you know, do the basic math on those four players, you know, so I'm not saying, you know, this, they need to totally rebuild, but they need to strongly consider how much it's worth, you know, blowing past the luxury tax, whatever that is in the new collective bargaining agreement, you know, and how to handle the Robinson Cano situation, whether he's here or not, you know, um, you know, these are bigger, they're bigger fish to fry than, you know, Max Scherzer, who to me, would be that one last piece, right? That's why, like, the Dodgers got him because they knew, you know, they had a problem with their pitching staff and they needed, you know, a way to replace, you know, an injured Clayton Kershaw or an often injured Clayton Kershaw or an unreliable because of health Clayton Kershaw. So, and that's what they did. And that's why I see him staying in LA or going to San Diego or staying in, staying in California. Mike, before we let you go, I, I have a question for you. And, and, and this, this goes not only to the Mets, but to baseball. Uh, the National League, uh, we've been hearing that they want to bring the DH to baseball. If they bring the DH to baseball in the new collective bargaining agreement, which is very close, uh, probably, what is it, a year away? Uh, um, it expires December 1st of this year. So this year. So yeah. if they bring the DH to the National League, does that change the Mets' thoughts on Pete Alonso? How they're going to re-sign Pete Alonso? Uh, obviously, because of the position at first base, moving him to uh, you know back and forth to the DH position, so he doesn't have to play first base every single day. Uh, do you think this helps the Mets, or do you think this hurts the Mets? Oh, I think it would be. I think of, of all the teams that would benefit in the National League of the des- for the designated hitter, I think the Mets would benefit the most. Mm. Um, but I think it's a benefit for all teams because, I mean, we all know like pitchers are just, I'm sorry, teams are not investing in, you know, offense and pitchers anymore. They're telling them to go up there and keep the bat on their shoulders, telling them not to run to first base, you know, and, you know, like, so what's the point? So all teams benefit from that because you don't have, you know, it's not eight hitters and an automatic out anymore. So, but the Mets specifically, because of the way they're built, you know, would, to me, would stand to benefit more than most teams. And I think we saw that a little bit excuse me, in the strike, in the strike, in the COVID shortened season Mm -hmm. in 2020, how, how much more functional and fluid, 
their offense was. Now, I don't think like one extra batter completely transforms the Mets offense in 2021. I mean, it was godforsaken terrible, you know, no matter how you sliced it, whether they were playing in an American League park or in the National League. So um, they do have work to do, but it certainly gives the Mets more options. It can strengthen them defensively um, just by, you know, you know, resting Pete Alonso if they retain, you know, and having him DH and keep his bat in the lineup at the same time. Right. You know, if they retain J.D. Davis, you know, the same thing. You keep his bat in the lineup and protect the weakness with his defense. So it does create options. Now, as far as re-signing Pete Alonso, I think that it's, it's, I would hope it's inconsequential to that, to that, to that situation. You know, no, whether there's a DH or not, you know, Pete Alonso is about to get more expensive. And I think he's proven to be a centerpiece superstar for this team, you know, the poster boy um, for the franchise. He's the, next the best player the on this Mets team besides Jacob DeGrom. It's well, not even a yeah, question. I mean, and it's 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 more than that. Like, he's a likable personality, too. He's you know, he's tech. a guy that you build your brand around, right? You know, he's the most prolific. You know, And I'll even throw Mike Piazza. I'll challenge Mike Piazza on this just in terms of his home run capabilities. He may be the most prolific, you know, bat, you know home run hitter the Mets have had. You know, and I don't think you let that go. I think you reward. Don't forget about Carlos Beltran now. He deserves a <laughs> lot of credit. Beltran, you know, one person in the Met organization, and he was maybe a little bit of biased at the time, said, "You know, people aren't going to real people aren't going to understand what they have in Carlos Beltran until he's not here." And they're absolutely right because he was just a stud with the Mets. He put it, he had his best years, hands down, no debate with the Mets for those six years. But, you know, to, you know, Pete Alonso is, um, you know, that, that next guy, that next Piazza, the next David Wright, you know, he, he's the guy that, you know, you want to see in a Met uniform for the next 15 years. And I think you have to reward his performance. I mean, he's been mm-hmm. incredible. I mean, he's been incredibly good, you know, and, um, you know, I, I think, you know, by signing him now, they, you know, especially, you know, we talked about that payroll imbalance, you know, which is serious and it's not talked about enough. Um, I think it creates a little bit of cost certainty, you know, heading into this winter and in future years. I mean, it's, it's maybe they buy these arbitration years, you know, at a little bit of a discount in exchange of giving him, you know, some long-term security, some guaranteed money. Um, it makes too much sense. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I sure hope they have an appetite for it. I would expect he would have an appetite for it. Um, but you know, we'll see. It's a, a Depends what this new this these new person these new people you know that they hopefully bring in soon you know they need to do that so it depends what they think um, it's easy for me to say you know yeah give give him you know 150 million of Steve Cohen's money but it's not my money you know <laughs> uh, Mike thank you for joining us tell the fans how they can find you on social media uh, well you can follow me Michael G Barron on uh, that's M I C H A E L. A lot of people get it wrong with E A L. It's M I C H A E L. G is a George B A R O N. Um, that's on Twitter, and I'm always try and talk to everybody and communicate with everybody. Um, I mess up sometimes, and I apologize, always apologize in advance for that. Um, I have an Instagram feed. It's the same feed, Michael M I C H A E L G Baron. Um, and I have a Facebook page, same name, Michael G Baron. Um, so you know, feel free to. Say hey, I guess. I love the teddy bear in the background, by the way. Tyler will be your Valentine if you really want him. <laughs> you know what's funny? <laughs> I was actually going to mention that because I was like, oh, look at the teddy bear. I was, like, I was going to ask the question of can I ask you or the teddy bear the question, but I didn't know 
if the teddy bear was, you know, taking... What do you think, it's Ted? I don't know if it's sleeping. <laughs> I don't know if it's, like, sleeping. Does it look time. like it's sleeping? It looks like it's on timeout. I, I don't know what's going on over there. It's just the, the consequence of having your... your Kid, your kid's bedroom serves your office. <laughs> Mike, we'd love to get you on again at, in the off season uh, to talk Met baseball and where the Mets go in free agency. It's going to be an interesting off season for the Yankees and the Mets. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, it is. I'm inter- I'm, 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 I'm going to be curious to see what the Yankees do, like mm-hmm. what direction they go in. You know, mm-hmm. the, they're, they're, they're up against the luxury tax. They're over the luxury tax, mm-hmm. you know, this year. And, They've endeavored to get below it. It's going to be interesting what they what they do. Mm. It's going to be fun. It definitely is going to be interesting. Thank you, Mike. You bet. Anytime. We were just talking to Just Match writer and former SNYMLB.com writer, Michael Barron. Uh, nice guy. Really nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave us some good information for the Mets. And um, listen... Uh, Tyler, you could sit here over Whoa, and over what? and over and over again. <laughs> Tyler hasn't even said Blasting what the Yankees are going to do this offseason. I didn't blast anything. Um, <laughs> I, I'm interested what they're going to do, but I'm I'm actually excited for this offseason for the Yankees and the Mets because I think there's going to be a lot of transition for the Yankees. And they're I think gonna they're going to be bad. You realize they're going to be bidding for like the same type of people. Of right? course. And, and, and you want to know something? It is the Yankees. So you right. could say whatever no, you want. No, no, you're right. The, I, the, I, it draws not, it, it draws players to come and play here. It does. So, it, you know, the pinstripes. But money talks, too. Yep, money talks. And, and listen, the Yankees aren't going to uh, overload any money like we've seen them do in the past. But the Yankees are going to give good offers to the players that they want. And I, I believe the Yankees will make moves. I expect them to trade Zach Britton in the offseason. He'll oh, go somewhere. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Chapman's no longer a Yankee, too. So I, I could Isn't see the that, Hold on, though. Is that up? Uh, one year left. And I think no, it's, no, no, not his contract. There's a thing in his contract. He couldn't be traded for X amount of years. I think it's... And I, he can't go to, like, a West Coast team. I, the, I think they can't trade him. It's one year left on his contract. Oh, then, yeah, it's one year left. I think it's like um, three out of five. No, it's, it's one year left, and I, I think they will move that contract. And if they oh, don't... Keep- He'd be an eighth or seventh inning guy. He's not closing next year. I guarantee you he's not closing. Oh, so They need to close uh, Yeah, and I, I think the Yankees will find one. It's a fluky uh, position. They might even find one that they didn't expect either. Uh, yeah. Mm. I, and, and the Yankees do have a, a present farm system. that They could bring somebody up that uh, could fit that, bra, uh, that position. But I don't think the Yankees – I think the Yankees will go to free agency and find the best guy. That's available for them. So, and I think they have a plan. If you don't think that Brian Cashman has a plan, then you don't know the Yankees. I think he's got a plan. I, I think the question is: Is this plan going to work this mm, offseason? There's a million so, dollar question. Uh, it's not a million dollar question. It's a question. So, let's go to a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into basketball. We'll squeak into basketball, and then we have football. We'll finish the show up with all football for Week Seven. We'll do our picks. Uh, We'll make fun of Tyler's hairline and everything else. Uh, We come back from the Sports Lab House. You're you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loud Mouths. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Sports Lab Mouths. I am your host, Errol Marks, my co-host, Speedy Squeeze Petey and Tyler Morthball Marriott 
you know, Hairline Harrison. That, that's a good one. That, that's good. 631 672 3108. These nicknames are getting real long. Go to our website. It's supposed to be short, ain't it? At www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I, I do like our guests. They were very interesting. Ashish, I think Ashish would have stayed on for the whole show. Yeah. He, he wanted well, to stay on. And what are you, mm, for no, what? What are you, what are you complaining no, about? No. You want to fight him too? No, Ashish is fun. All right. So what are, what are the odds that you beat Jeff in an MMA fight? I don't really care if I win or lose. Really? No, I really don't oh, care come at on, all. Man. I mean, I don't care at all. There's a lot I, of money on the line. I, I, no, well, the money's nice. But I, I just. It's gonna sound ironic, right? Oh, I can't wait for this. I just hate bullies. That like like what what and I'm I you know what no I'm not even gonna talk because I don't want to talk ahead. about no 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 I generally don't want to talk about Jeff. It's exhausting, <laughs> and, and I just it, it's just that wasn't even a shot. I'm not taking shots. He's gonna call in about ten seconds. Yes, yeah, I'm just saying and, you're, and you're, go on a belittling him. rampage, and that's fine. I'm not talking shit about anybody. I just that's all. So, so you're not going to say what you really feel. What? You're not going to say what you really feel. I always say what I really feel. But you're not saying it. That's a bunch of crap. I think I think you're taking a step back on what you really uh, want to say. No, not at all. I think listen. I'm a lot of things, but I don't think anyone. Well, I am a liar, but I think on this network, no one can call me a liar. I've been nothing but pretty honest. (laughs) So you don't care if you beat Jeff in an MMA match? Is that what you're saying? No, one punch is fine for me. Oh, so. You lose, you lose $2,000, $500 of your money, you fly over there to Tampa, and you're going to lose. I mean, no one wants to lose. No one wants to lose at all. So you'd be okay to lose? I mean, based on that logic, then yes. I, I wouldn't be okay to lose. No way in hell. I, I, I'm sorry. You will not see me. If, if I'm flying to Tampa, and I'm putting $500 of my money, and somebody is telling me, that there's a $2,000 pot, and all I got to do is beat this guy in an MMA three-round contest, I'm ready to kick some ass, okay? I'm ready to kick some ass. I'm not going to sit there. I'm not going to say, you know what? As long as I land one punch, I'm happy with that. No, no, no. I'm going to get into Why that octagon. Like I'm going to go into that octagon, and I'm going to knock you the hell out. Or I'm going to tap you the hell out. That's what I'm doing. But you're sitting here telling me that you don't care if you win. Get out of here, Tyler. I mean, if you're going to try to sell me to that, then I might as well say I'll jump off my uh, landlord's roof and see if I could fly. Okay? You might. I might have a better chance. Just have your mouth open when you take off because uh, <laughs> you'll fly real far. Uh, sure. I, I, mean, oh, I know. Uh, I, I, I'd I, put money on that. Well, I, I've never heard such bull crap that comes out of somebody's mouth that, that, than it comes from you. Carl asks, are they conditioned enough to make it three rounds? I, I don't know. I, I, Jeff, I, that's a great question. Jeff that's says he lives in Tampa. He lives in Florida. It's hot all the time over there. And he says that uh, he will last three rounds. Five-minute rounds. Remember that. He is very confident in his stamina, apparently. Seriously, if, this are, if they are going all in, they will get tired fast. Possibly. I, 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 it depends on what they do. You know, Because if, if the ring, you know, obviously when the bell goes off, 
Uh, is Tyler going to try to go swing in, try to knock him out? Is Jeff going to do the same? Or maybe they're actually smart and shoot for the legs, take one of them down, and then decide what you're going to do when you're on top of them on the ground. Because, oh. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, Jeff is 260 pounds. Tyler's 240. If one gets on top of the other, how the hell are they going to get up? So This fight definitely needs a broadcast <laughs> booth of you, Carl, and Gerard. <laughs> you guys are, like, analyzing it to a T now. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I'll definitely be one of the ring announcers yeah. for all the fans to listen to because it'll be really, really funny. Um, I, you know, it, it's it's very interesting. I I think I can't sit here and if I'm going to put myself in harm's way in three rounds, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to win the fight and I'm going to win that money. I'm not losing. I'm going into that ring. I'm going into that ring saying, you know what, I'm winning this fight. I, I don't care how big he is. I don't care how strong he is. I don't care this. I'm stronger. I'm faster. I have more stamina. I'm taking this bastard down, and I'm going to beat him. And that's it. And, and, and that's the way you have to think. That's the way. Uh-huh. You know? And, and you, you, for you to sit here right now and tell me that's the way, uh-huh. that uh-huh. you don't care if you win, that's a load of you-know-what. Uh, ben, uh, Errol's going to be ringside announcer. We're going to have Gerard on play-by-play and Carl on the color color. That would be interesting and have Mark over there. You know, Mark's Mark, there yeah. with his long neck and his skinny face. <laughs> Carl says Tyler needs Why are you to- analyzing guys' necks? <laughs> Carl says Tyler needs to bring the people's elbow if he gets Jeff down. Uh, the beef will be the ref. <laughs> the will be the ref. I, I think no, be a not at all. No, because then someone's going to get killed. That moron cannot be the ref. He'll wear a Ranger jersey. He'll make you happy. <laughs> see, yeah, see, yeah, if, yeah if, I don't know. If, if Tyler, hey, hey, you're not breathing. If Tyler, and the all ref, right, just kick his ass anyway. All right. If Tyler and Jeff both find out that the beef will be the ref, they'll both go after him instead. <laughs> no, I think Jeff and the beef have uh, become friends somewhat. So I, I think it. Uh, I, what I, the hell did that happen? I, I don't know, but they they they're they're they've gotten along. No. You know, but uh, I, I, you know, it'll be very interesting. I, I definitely want to see this. This, this should happen. I want it to happen. I, I don't want to hear that Tyler doesn't care if he wins. That, that's that's a load of you know what. Uh, and I'll tell you this right now: if none of you guys put your hundred percent, I'm going to jump in the ring and I'm going to smash your heads <laughs> together and make you do something because that that's a load of you know what. That two thousand dollars. You know, gonna... you always say a load of you know what. <laughs> what is what? I'm not going to say it on live radio. All the crazy shit that's come out of your mouth and you won't say what what is? Well, I, you know, I, a lot of stuff that comes out of my mouth, but I'm not going to I'm oh. not going to curse unless I really really want to. And <laughs> Okay. Honestly, okay, squeaky clean. I, honestly, when you look at the big picture, you can't honestly tell me that you don't want to fight Jeff. Do what? you or do you not want to fight Jeff? Yes. I, I look, look, you know what it is? Right, and truthfully, right, because we're all men here. Mm-hmm. It's, no, it, you're a woman, I'm a man. Yeah. Speedy's you can't half. Say that. He's half and half. He's half and half. that. I identify He's as a man. He's hermaphrodite. You know? I identify as a man, you jerk. Do you? Sometimes, it depends. On my <laughs> well, so, when anyway. You, when you're drunk, do you uh, identify as a man or a girl? I mean, I continue to go into the man restroom, but it's just it, it's just forced to have it. I, I, I sur- figured. I figured. The surgery really. It's it's very awkward when I get in there and I have to leave. You know what what happened to your hair? Drunk, if you the surgery there, isn't like worked. Well, no, I I go in purposely. It's oh. just, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it I figured doesn't. that there was something wrong with you. You know what? 
What do you mean? Because you, 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 you know, you miss when you go to the bathroom. So you must have something between your legs that doesn't work. Well, you know, the alcohol. Oh, is that what it is? All the time. Oh. I was actually going to go get a strawberry hanging today, but some guy pissed me <laughs> off to the point where I didn't think. I, I swear, it was right by. The, it was right by Quick Check too. Oh man, uh, you know. So I blew him a kiss. So you blew him a kiss. Yeah, he was he was cursing me out. <laughs> so you're blowing guys. Kisses. <laughs> no, whoa, whoa, whoa. wait, hold so, on. Oh, so sorry. the guy's cursing me out, acting oh, like a hot man, shot is, and everything. This is great. He's all. <laughs> Hmm. F you this, F you that, are you effing dumb? And I was just sitting there, and I was just having my And you're my blowing lunch. him a kiss. No, I'm just sitting there having my lunch, and I'm like, oh, all right, buddy. Eating a sandwich. I was like, did I hit you? Thinking goes, of as the man. Oh, no, did you hit? Are you going to let me tell my story? I'm just. We listen to you. Your car breaks down this, and, you know, we listen ahead, to all your crazy spit it out, nonsense. Spit it out. So I'm like, oh, no, I didn't hit you, right? And he goes, oh, no, did you? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, I didn't. So why don't you just shut the F up and move on with your day? That made him more mad. You're an effing idiot, blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, the kid's like, you know, 22, 23. Like, I, I I don't know if his girlfriend broke up with him or if he hasn't been laid in a while. The guy has a lot of pent-up frustration, and he just kind of needs to let that go. But anyway, so the guy continues to curse me out now at the next red light I'm at, and now I'm just kind of like, all right, you're being you're being excessive. Like, you should really just So you got horny and blew him a kiss. No, and he was just... <laughs> I honestly think if you're cursing me out and I do this, you should get more mad at me. No, I, I now I, at this point I'm clearly just telling you that you can go f yourself. Unless you're gonna get out of the car, what are you even talking to me if about? If you're blowing me a kiss, I'm wondering what you're thinking. That's what I'm thinking. I, I if why, you're cursing, if, if, if I'm cursing, hold on, hold on, hold. On. If I see somebody arguing with me back and forth, and I give him the finger, I know this guy doesn't like me. If I'm yelling at this person, I'm passing him, and I see him, and he blows me a kiss, I'm wondering if he wants to kiss me. What? <laughs> no, if I'm cursing you out and you blow me back a kiss, I'm going to get more mad. Because that means at this point you don't take me seriously. Carl says the uh, Carl says the undercard should be uh, Speedy versus Mark. <laughs> you or, or Speedy Kelly? Mark Kelly. That'd be interesting. I was not Mark. Don't take this the wrong way. Well, Mark's Mark. I didn't know. Oh. Don't take this the wrong way. I would have to put money on Ever Kelly. He's okay. He's, he's I'm like not, I'm not taking anything. He's like the wrong damn near six ten. Carl, I don't have confidence in a fight. <laughs> so his arms are fucking long as hell. I, w- I would actually help Speedy out, and I'll teach him how to shoot at his legs and takes Mark on the ground. Mark right, but his up. arms are so long that he could just Don't matter. put him in a... L- listen, once you get on top of somebody and you put your body you weight on somebody, that's all it takes. You want to get on top of Mark Everett Kelly? Yeah, he will. Apparently there's an undercard fight. I, didn't, I don't know. You know what I'd like to see? Oh, here we go. Here, you know what I'd like to see? Oh, okay. And, I, and I, I would enjoy this thoroughly. Let's, let's hear it. <laughs> and I'm not just saying this to be Go clear. ahead. I would love mm-hmm. to see you and Guido in the ring together. <laughs> now, now that's not fair. a shot at you. It's no, 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 it's not a shot at him. You just want what I mean. You just want Guido to get slammed. Oh, man. It, would be, it would make me so happy. God, tell, tell Guido. It would make me so happy. Go reach happy. out to Guido. It would make me. Go reach out to Guido. I'll commentate your fight. You can commentate mine. Go reach out to Guido. Oh, my God. It could be the hair man versus the big head man. Go reach out to Guido. Oh man! And say what? Errol wants to have. No, him. you 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 said that you we, we you're fighting Jeff for right. uh, you know for two thousand right. dollars, and we'll set something up where Guido could fight me on the undercard. 
You know? Oh, that'd be so swell. Ta- ask him. That would be swell. If you lose, though, you know I'd never be able to ever do this show again. There's no way I'm losing. I'm just saying. There's no way. Uh, Guido has a you have point no zero, idea. Zero, got, zero, wait, zero, no, zero, but hold on. Zero, one percent hold on, though. Hold on. We can all admit that that head is huge. He's got a gives big me an ass, big gives me an e- even quicker fa- a, a but what shot if he to the headbutt Harold. That's it. You can't like, headbutt. I know, but yeah. like he accidentally right. just Tyler, like the head is the head is huge. That doesn't necessarily mean he'll have ring smarts. Mm. Well, that's true. No, I, I if you want Guido, I, I'll fight him on the undercard. Absolutely. Oh, that'd be fun. Absolutely. If he, if <laughs> just make not, him submit. He's not going to want to do it. No, he won't. He won't do he it. Won't. And, and, and will I make him submit? That's exactly what I'm going to do. I, I, I'm not going to wa- waste my time knocking somebody out because I know I could. I, you know what I would do? It gives me more – it makes it – no, it just makes it more fun to bait him to give me his arm or give me his leg or give me his neck so I can do something <laughs> to, to oh, really oh, just completely put him out. So beef says Tyler versus Matty Caps. No, I think I think the beef versus Matty Caps would be good. I think. Uh, hold on, I, I, hold I think on. that would be really good. That's now we're being crazy. Why? I think Matt Caps would destroy. Him. Really? I think. I it don't would know, man. I think that'd be interesting. I think I think it would be thirty seconds into the. Play. Really? I think thirty seconds. What What makes you think that Matty Caps is going to be able to last <laughs> for thirty seconds? <laughs> no, I think Matty Caps would win in thirty seconds. I, I, how do you figure? Are you going to help? Uh, I'd help Eve. Yeah, no, I teach. No, well, I teach Beef a little bit how to shoot to the legs and take right, somebody well then, down. I, 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 Matty Caps would probably win the. I, 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 you think Matty would win? I do. Ah, uh, I don't know. I I'd, hope anyway. I'd say fifty-fifty. I would hope, but I'd uh, I'd he's, I, he's significantly what? bigger. No, he's not. No, he's not. They're the he's same not size. Taller? No, the same size. Are you sure? A hundred percent. Matty Caps is like he no, knows he's both not. of them well. I would. Never they're, both, they're both. They're judgment. both. I've seen them both. Too, they're but... both the same size. Uh, they probably weigh the same. Maybe Matty's a little heavier because he put no, on some I weight. No, I thought Matty Cap. I remember Matty Caps being taller. No. Same size. Same size. The Beeves about 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, Matty Caps is 5'9". Five, five, He's ten. not 5'9". Yeah, he is. Really? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, Absolutely. That sounds right. Yeah. Bo- I'm 5'8 and a half-ish, and they're only a You're little... You're 5'8"? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I'm 5'8". I'm like somewhere between 5'8 and a half. And when when he stands up after the yeah. show... He definitely. And how tall are you? They're probably only a little taller than me. you're not much taller than him. No, no, he's yeah, taller than I'm me. T- I'm two inches taller than him. Yeah. yeah. I am. I, we, we've, we've done this before. Yes, we have. No, I, I, I really, you know what's crazy? I didn't think you were 5'11". No, I'm about 5'11", 5'10". Oh, so the, oh, right, two, right, eight and ten is two. I'm like 5'10 and a half, like 5'10". That's what I am. Yeah. And he's 5'8". See, I thought you would be taller. No, he's not. No. He's not taller than me. No. No, not taller than you. I just figured you'd be taller than me. No, he's 5'8". And, 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 and the beef is 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, five, right. That was or without the coleslaw? No, he is. <laughs> Josh versus Speedy. No, I think Josh versus <laughs> Lyle. <laughs> Josh versus Lyle, yes. Buddy versus I, Buddy. I don't know who either of these people are. <laughs> no, I'm being, I'm being serious. Oh, you could Josh Guido. versus Guido would be good. I, I, I don't think. Actually, Josh versus... Uh, Anthony Carriker, because I know oh, Josh God. don't like him. I know Josh don't like him. So, Anthony... You know what's crazy? I... Who the... Oh, my God. Who would I have been picking that fight? <laughs> I take Josh. No, I mean, like, person... Like, me... Like, who would I be like, yeah! I take Josh. 
personally, I don't know. I mean, I do like Josh slightly more. Carragher's <laughs> just a jackass. I, I think Carragher would get tired pretty quick, you know? No, I think Josh would win the fight, too, but I, I don't... I, I think like, they, they fight like would girls. Would I be rooting for Josh? I think they I fight like girls in the beginning of the fight, and I think... I, once he's a gym, Josh better win. He's a gym teacher. It could be like the movie with Kevin James where he's a gym teacher and I'm then just has kidding, an MMA Josh, fight. By the way. Oh, uh, here comes the boom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here I, comes the boom. But yeah. if you want to get Guido to fight me uh, in an undercard, I would absolutely love it. I'll put $1,000 on it. No, that's not fair. Yeah, it's fair. You know you know, you win. That's not nice. Yeah, but that, that'll make it. That'll make it think I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll even make you it. Need even a, even no, you need a more. I'll, I'll no, help it you out. need I'll, a better I'll, adversary. I'll, I'll help it out. I'll no, you need out. a better adversary. I'll tie one of my hands behind my back. No, you need a better adversary. I'll tie one of my hands behind my back. Why do I feel like I'm forgetting somebody that could actually, like, really? <laughs> Who? Pick one. I, I'm trying. If you would stop talking, I'd be able to think. I'm sitting here. I don't know what. what. We got to get to the show. So you're thinking. We're on the show. Oh, we're. Oh, damn. We're we got a lot show. to talk about, man. Do we? So, yeah, we do. I thought we just bullshitted as we went along. No. Uh, well, I don't know what you're doing, but uh, maybe uh, maybe that's what you do every night, but that's not what we do. But uh, if you could think of somebody that you think could challenge me, I'd be sure to uh, take the challenge. I, I don't care. Tyrone. Tyrone who? The guy that had the gym. Who? The, the gym owner? The military guy. Tyrone? You think Tyrone's going to fight me? Come on. Tyrone's my friend. He's not going to waste my time. Josh and Lyle are friends. Yeah, that's fine, but that that's different. Uh, I mean, you're, Josh and Lyle, when you put money in front of their faces, I, I don't think Tyrone would waste his time. Uh, find somebody else that you could think that uh, I'll even I'll even give you an opportunity to choose. Oh God! Keeps oh, us Kenny versus me. Okay. Who's Kenny? Oh God! Kenny versus our, I, I, one of our one of our callers. I think Kenny would make me sleep. I, I think you versus make... Snugs the cat. Snug doesn't want any of this. I Snug, mean, Snug would never fight me. Yeah. I want Snug. Snug don't want any of this. Snug needs to fight. If we're all doing this, I'm not. Always, I'm, not I'm not fighting Snug. I'm not gonna. Yeah, look, I'm now you gave me your snug. stupid call. I'm not gonna. Esophagus. What? What? That's what the E stands in E man or Big E. What does he call himself? I'm not Big wasting. esophagus. Yeah, listen, you find whoever you want. I, I, you you find a, a person legitimately that wants to fight. I have no problems. Are you even cleared? I'm cleared, man. I'll be ready. Dude, I, I'm not even healthy with my hip, but I'll, I'll, I'll do it anyways. No, I, I meant with your neck, too. Yeah, I'm fine. My neck oh. is fine. Oh, good. You know, as far as my hip is concerned, I'm not, but I, it's not going to be that long of a fight. So oh, I'm pretty shit. sure. I'm pretty sure it won't I last. I got one. Won't last I've got the perfect answer. Uh, oh. Mikey C. You want me? Mikey C. <laughs> you want me? I, I knew there was somebody. I knew there was somebody. <laughs> you ask Mikey C if he wants to do it. I, I, I don't think he wants to do it either. I, I think he knows me pretty well that he don't want to do it. So you can ask him. Go ahead. Do it. I, I, I swear to God I would do right it. now. My phone's dead. Yeah, look, do it. Look. Ask him. Look, people. I'm not, I'm not lying. He, it's that's, dead. That's it's fine. dead. Okay. It's dead. Okay. Okay. I, I, I think Mikey C would sit around and laugh and say, yeah, let's do it. Mikey C would never do it. He wouldn't. I know him. I know him better than anybody. Does. No, I, I, I just knew exactly. there was somebody that would be a perfect match, and I'm glad I, I remembered. I don't think that would be a perfect match. No, I meant like f- a perfect like. It wouldn't even be fair. You know, it's not even going to be fair. You know, if, unless Mikey brings a bat in there, <laughs> tries to beat me on the head with it, I, it's not fair. I don't at all. think I, I don't take. I don't even think a bat would stop you. I think it'd be one of those things where you got hit in the head with a bat. And about- I've been hit. I've been hit. I've been jumped with baseball bats before. Yeah, oh. I have. 
Believe it no, or not. No, I, I, no one's saying I that we was, don't believe. I was 23 years old. Quickly, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, my brother stayed over my house in Massapequa. I lived in Massapequa with my sister. I was coming home. I noticed somebody was following us. I didn't. I, I, I really didn't think anything of it. Went to get gas. Came home. I lived next to St. Joseph's College in Patchogue. Huh. I came out of my car. These guys jumped out of their car. They were wearing uh, bandanas over their faces. Before you know it, they one of them ripped my uh, ripped my door off my car. Just pulled it back and ripped my car completely off the door, oh, uh, right off the car. My brother was in the driver's seat with my dog. Uh, they left my brother. They didn't want to hurt my brother. One took the knob of the baseball bat and took they it. They didn't to, want to hurt your brother. They, they weren't after my brother. They were after me. They that took sounds the, like an inside job. It was an inside job. Uh, somebody took the knob of the baseball bat, tried to pull me out of my car, hit me a few times at the back of my leg because my leg was sticking out of the car. Uh, I came out of the car trying to fight off these guys. There were four of them. And one guy took a backswing to the back of my back, then my back of my butt. Then one before I knew, the security from St. Joseph's College came out and practically helped the situation. And that was it. I got up. I walked right inside, like, and I was bleeding. My face was completely closed. My eye was completely closed. Went to my father. My father says, did you call the police? My father didn't know what to do. Uh, true story. I went, but had no broken bones. It's crazy to say that. I had a partial concussion. And, and the detectives tried to get answers and never found the guys. So that's a true story. Wow. And um, never broken bones, never any of that. Nothing really happened. I went back to work the next day. So Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Just more proof this guy's crazy. Landry now hurt. Five catches for 37 yards. Yeah, that looked uh, that looked very weird. Uh, it looked like he in. fell hard on his elbow. He'll be fine. No, it's his leg. He limped. He'll he was also fine. holding his elbow, too. Well, He'll be fine. Um, I'm not worried about it. Uh, the game's over anyways. Well, no, it's not. They're only up three with two minutes left. They need to score. <laughs> or kill the Broncos clock. have one timeout left. I believe it was two thirty-six. They stopped it at. Mm. That is two thirty-six. And Cleveland's a field goal range at the moment. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's get into uh, let's get into the NBA. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <coughs> okay. okay. Uh, anyways, I want to get into the NBA quick. Uh, tell you my thoughts in the first week of the NBA. Listen, anybody that's going to sit here and tell me that. You you believe that these teams are what they are in the first week? Then you don't know basketball. Uh, what we saw last night with the Celtics, I I don't think Tatum is as bad as he played. Honestly, what was he three for 20, three for thirty or four for thirty? I mean, he was horrible. I don't think Tatum is that bad. I, first of all, I think Tatum is an elite player in this league. He's the best player on that team. Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown had a great game. Do I think Jalen Brown? is going to score 40 points every single game? The answer is no. I, I, I look at what this team is and, and, and what a lot of these teams are. The Lakers are not you're – not, they're, they're, as the season progresses, when they play Golden State again, they're not losing to Golden State. Okay, They're, they're the better team. They're the best team right now in the NBA when it comes to talent. They're the oldest team when it comes to talent. But once Russell Westbrook gets and figures out who they are and what they are – I don't think this team is going to be very easy to beat. So, uh, as far as the Knicks are concerned, that was a fantastic game. It really was a fun game to watch. And uh, as a Knicks fan, you could only sit there and say, uh, you know, at least we ended up on the the good side 
of the basketball, not the bad side. Because over the years, they've always landed on the bad side. They never win in overtime. They always come up short. They're a team that just never gets that luck. And for what happened yesterday, uh, Evan Fournier looks like he's a good Mm -hmm. signing. Uh, Kemba Walker did not play very well, but I don't think he's as bad as he was in the fourth quarter. Come on. I I think he's going to be a lot better as he figures out this offense. Um, Derrick Rose played well enough to take over, though, for this game. Yes. He could be great again, especially if Olin Depot can contribute anything. Yeah, he could be great. I think the Heat are the best team in the East. I don't. I keep saying. I don't know about best team. I think they could be top three, though, if the Nets don't get Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I I don't. That team is deep. They play defense. They play two-way. They can rebound. They can shoot. There's really nothing they can't do. Here's the thing. And I'll go into what I think about the Heat. I I think Jimmy Butler is a closing type of player, a superstar type of player. I look at their bench. Olin Depot can't stay healthy. Uh, this well, is right. they have a bunch of players that don't stay healthy, and uh, they have some good young players. Uh, Trevor uh, Hero looks like he's a great player. He didn't play well last year. No, he didn't. He's got to play better this year. If he doesn't, he's looking good. Uh, he looked good in one game. I'm just saying. I mean, it's one game. You're, I understand. But we're going to sit here and say it looks good. good. Sign. I mean, uh, could have looked bad. Well, he could have. But uh, Rangers won today, by the way, three to one. Yeah. What happened to the Islanders? Did they? Uh, my phone's dead. I can't tell you. Um, I know it was two two in the second. Yeah, I, I, I hope they won. I mean, they need to. They need to win. Nope, they lost in overtime, three to two. Well, they got a point, so that's it's better than not getting anything. Sure. So where is Odell? Odell is not playing. He's out. I understand that, but he was just on the field. So um, you know, it, it's going to be an interesting season when it comes to basketball. I, I'm very intrigued. Can't stand hero. By the way, Ben says. Um, I, I look at this. I, I look at the Eastern Conference. It's very open for who can win the division and who who might not win the division. Milwaukee is not a shoe in as the number one seed. No, no, they are not. Um, uh, Atlanta is going to be good this year mm-hmm. and going to be very hard to beat. Uh, I think they found the player that they're going to build the team around, and they know they're going to build the team around this particular player who I can't stand. Um and Orlando's going to be good. I mean, not Orlando. I'm sorry. The Heat's going to be good this year. The Knicks will definitely be in the mix of things. The 76ers will be in there. The Brooklyn Nets will be in the mix of things. I, I mean, there, there, there's a lot in the Eastern Conference to look forward to. I think the East is just as going is going to be just as fun as watching the West because. You just don't know what's going to happen with the West. Atlanta also gets a full year now with, I know you're not crazy about him as a coach, but he's still an upgrade over what they had. A oh. full year of Nate McMillan. So we'll definitely I'm not help. a big Nate I know McMillan. you're not, but he was a lot better than their previous coach. He's a good defensive helped. mind um, as an offensive. And I don't like Nate McMillan because he doesn't shut up. He, he's got a big mouth. When he was playing the Knicks, when he's played the Chicago Bulls, he's got, when he was playing Chicago, he had something to do with the fans. When he was playing the Knicks, they said, Oh, the Knicks were cheating. The it's not right for this. The referees were on the Knicks side. It was it was a crock of you know what because they were getting all the calls. So it's in in New York. So Nate McMillan doesn't shut up, and that's a, I, I I don't like Nate McMillan because he the guy's just got a big mouth. So, uh, but all in all, um, I, I think basketball is is here in New York. I I do believe the Celtics are going to be good too. They're making the playoffs. Uh, don't don't let it fool you after that game last night that the Celtics aren't going to be a good team. T- Tatum's a star. Tatum is a star. He's a stud. 
he just looked bad in his first game. You wonder too. Uh, Jalen Brown's a star too. You wonder too if because Jalen Brown was he's he's, he's, he's Robin. Robin. He's Robin, but he, sure. he's a star. He's not Batman. I, and you wonder. I you wonder too. I didn't see the whole game, so I'm not sure. I, you saw the whole game, Errol. You might have a little better idea. Good with luck, this. Ben. By the um, way, good luck. Uh, sorry that you yes. couldn't stay on. Good luck, and we'll we'll talk to uh, we'll talk tomorrow, man. But you wonder if because Jalen Brown maybe was just coming out of the COVID protocol and. You wonder if Thibodeau, I, I'm not sure, did he game plan more for Tatum, you think? Was he taking a lot of contested shots? I'll tell you or, who played or very, Tatum just really bad? I'll tell you oh. who played very well last night defensively, R.J. Barrett. Nice. He played very well last night. He, when he was defending Jalen Brown in the second half, he shut him down. When he was defending Tatum, he was shutting him down. I, 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 R.J. Barrett, if he becomes the two-way player and he averages 20 points a game and he becomes a, a great two-way player – the Knicks had a superstar. I mean, you could get a guy that gives you 20 points, you know, seven, eight rebounds or six rebounds and three assists and is a shutdown defender at his position. You got a superstar. Well, he was also defending the three, too. He doesn't need to score 25, 30 points to be a superstar. He needs to play two-way basketball. So if he can play two-way basketball and shut down any top teams three or two, the Knicks got a superstar. They were defending. He was defending the three too in the first half when he was starting there because Fournier was starting at the two, and he was defending. Barrett was defending inside too, which is also nice to see. He played very. He just couldn't hit a foul shot. Sure. Uh-huh. Well, you know, and... I would just like to go on record mm-hmm. as saying, and you were here for one of them, mm-hmm. that I said R.J. Barrett would be the best player in that draft, you and did. I also said Jason Tatum would be the best player at his draft. So Lakers, Mazel Tov. But he's not. I, I mean. Jason Tatum is the best player. Not I'm, 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 again, R.J. Barrett's no, draft, no. you still have Williamson, and you still have John Morant, who's sensational. Oh, well, too. no. As of right now, it's John Morant. But I think R.J. Barrett's Well, hold on one second. Williamson right now is the best player in that draft. Yeah, go look at the numbers. It's not even close. Well, okay, look at games played. When Williamson is on the court. I agree with you. He is the elite of the elite in the NBA. On. All right. The, the uh, apples to peaches right now. <laughs> Bo Jackson looked like the greatest running back ever. You know why he's not? He doesn't have the longevity. So Zion Williamson might be the best player when he's on the floor. The problem with Zion is he is not that capable of being on the floor. And by the way, they're already saying when he comes back, he's going to be on a minutes restriction. And oh, by the way, he's 318 pounds. That's the top 10 highest weight we've ever seen an NBA player have. He's the heaviest guy in the league now. And he can't shoot. So what are you relying on? Athletic oh, ability oh, at 318 oh, pounds? What makes you think that he can't shoot? He, I shouldn't say he can't shoot. His shot is not his strong suit. It, it's really probably his fourth best weapon, right? And that's a bad thing? <laughs> no, it's not. His defense, his rebounding, his playmaking, his athleticism, they're all fantastic. I'm not bashing Zion. I like Zion. Because Giannis Again, is the same way. <laughs> dude, I get it. But here's the difference between Zion and Giannis, right? Giannis is always in shape. Giannis is always playing. Giannis is always just, on the floor. Just so you know, I want to cut in to your Bo Jackson. He could have been the greatest running back of all time. He played He played th- four years. Right. And honestly, his numbers don't say that he's the best. He was going to be the greatest running back. His- in, 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 hold on. In 38 games, 2,782 yards and 16 touchdowns. That what is that? You know, that's, what is that average out to? That's not great. I, that's I, not great. I, I don't have four any, seasons. I'm the only one that don't have a computer, Four seasons, 2,782 yards. What does that average out to? 
I don't know. You're looking. You're literally looking at it. Right? Nine hundred yards a season. All right. No. Sixteen right. touchdowns. No. Sixteen touchdowns in four years. He didn't even have his. He didn't even have a thousand yard season. I don't think. If I'm not mistaken. Well, aren't you looking at it? Yeah, I'm. I'm not. But now oh. I am. Uh, he never had a thousand yard season. Never. His most was nine hundred and fifty. Okay. And so, he played in all those games. He played. Uh, I know one year he played. In almost all the, you know, he, he played in 7, 10, 11, 10. Out of, because it wasn't 16. Um, I'm not sure. Um, 5.4 yards a carry <laughs> in 38 games. That's, that, that's stat. That's stat's impressive. 1987, he played in seven games, started five. Uh, then ten and ten started nine. What what, what makes nine. it impressive? He's not he's not even close. Do you want me to bring up numbers of the greatest running backs of all time? Uh, Five point four yards not even carries. Close. Dude, they're Let's not see, even 81 close. Eighty one carries his rookie Come year. On, one thirty six, one seventy three, one twenty five, and then receiving only a three hundred fifty two yards. He played for the there. Oakland Raiders, who at that time had a great offensive line and Marcus Allen too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let let's let's go to. The greatest running back of all time. Let's what go. Is Barry, did Barry Sanders like sign a football for you? Or something? No, no not because at all. I agree. He's the greatest running back. Uh, of hold all on, time. hold on. I'm I'm don't saying. tell that to the beef. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Barry Sanders' first season. Okay, this is where you are so wrong, and it's not even close. Okay, and and you say he was almost. It's not even close. His first season, he had fourteen hundred yards, fourteen touchdowns. Okay, thirteen hundred yards. And, um, 5.3, 5.1, 4. 4.5. Uh, behind the worst offensive line in football history. Right. Okay. No, you're right. Uh, all right. You're Again, right. So you're it, absolutely right. So, it, it, and that's just one. I could go Marcus Allen. All right. Marcus Allen was a much better running back. He had 128 career touchdowns or something like that. It's not even close, dude. It, it's to say that Bo well, Jackson. Mention, you're not even mentioning like the obvious names. Jim Brown, Damian Tomlinson, uh, Walter Peterson, Payton, yeah, yeah, right. Walter Payton, Gale Sayers. Yeah. Forgetting another guy that played for the Jets, Curtis Martin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I didn't. I knew you mentioned his name. <laughs> I let you do that. I'm just it's it's facts. No, I I know how much you love mentioning I, green guys. I'm I'm not. He had 1,400 yards his first season with the Patriots and 14 touchdowns. He's Second year, 1,152 yards, 14 He's touchdowns. That's fine. Then his his third year, one thousand one hundred sixty with the Patriots, four touchdowns, uh, and then he went to the Jets, twelve hundred eighty seven, fourteen sixty four, twelve oh four, fifteen thirteen, ten ninety four, thirteen oh eight, sixteen ninety seven. It's not even close. I, I mean, and he's still not as talented as Saquon is. Okay, you're on drugs. That's what you are. You're on drugs, and you obviously don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, let's go into. Week seven in football, and uh, before we do that, uh, did you did you set up the beef? I I did pick the Browns tonight, but I, he never asked me what my picks were. So I had the Browns twenty to thirteen was my score pick. I had the Browns winning. They won seventeen fourteen. What was the uh, uh, over? Uh, what was the? Oh, uh, I didn't see the over under. Not the over under. Uh, <laughs> the, the the spread. Yeah, what was the spread? I, I think I the Broncos think. were. I think the Broncos were road favorites. I want to say two and a half. I had the Bronco. I, I had. Uh, I had the Browns winning. Oh, actually, I had the be... Browns winning outright. I, so actually, I, spread, I had spread regardless. I had them winning outright. Actually, I don't know. I, I don't know why. The beef did ask me. I, we went out to. De- we did actually. I was wrong. 
The beef did, so I, I'm wrong. So, the, so the, be- the beef had the browns, too? I don't know. I know, I, I know you guys are close, so I, I wasn't sure. I don't know. I think I took the Broncos, maybe. Okay. I, maybe I did. I thought Denver was going to win this football game. I, 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 maybe I did. I don't know. Um, no Conklin. No Chubb. No Hunt. Jarvis and Odell are beat up even if they played. Mm. How about that? Denzel Ward got hurt today. Mm. Not not surprised. Anyways. Uh, what do you mean not surprised? I'm not surprised. He was banged up a lot last year, yeah, too. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Anyways, uh, Speedy got the music? Yep. All right. All right. Carolina, New York Giants. Speedy? All right. I'm going to take Carolina in this one. I think it's a strong showing for their defense, which now gets Stephon Gilmore in their lineup. C.J. Henderson kind of working his way in there. I think the Giants' defense will hold it down for a little while, and I think – I think their their pass rush will look good against an offensive line that has had some trouble. I think they'll keep it close for a while, but I think the Panthers will pull away eventually. I'll say Carolina 26, Giants 13. Hmm. Go ahead. I think this game is going to be closer than oh, you definitely think. Um, I do think Carolina will win. They're just the more talented football team. They're playing no in New Christian York, McCaffrey. it's going to be cold. It is going to be cold. Uh, but, I think um, it's going to be like 58. Chris Hubbard. It's not going to be cold. It'll be windy, Hubbard. too. For what, is, what, is, what is Chuba the, Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard. Has looked very good in replacing Christian McCaffrey right now. Like you said, they're going to get uh, Stephon Gilmore, who there's no Kenny Galladay. McCaffrey might play in this game. Uh, McCaffrey no, he's comes out back for that, three more no, games. Well, really? Yeah, so. yeah, they extended his IR, wow. so he's so. out for three more games. Yeah, well, That's uh, bad for them. That's bad for Sam. Bad. But Sam Darnold, I think, is going to be under a lot of pressure. I do think he's going to throw a few picks in this football game. I do think it'll be close. I'm going to say 24-21, the Panthers win. Um, I got the Panthers in this game. I think it'll be very, very close. I think the Giants will be in this game to the end. It is in New York. I think it'll be a little windy over there in New York. And it's it's going to be, I think, 58 or 60 degrees. It'll be fairly a little windy. So I, I think the Giants will have the chance to win this game. But I think Carolina will pull it off. I think they have enough weapons, and their defense is much better than the Giants. So give me Carolina. Um, I'll give you Carolina. Uh, Jets. Patriots in New England, 1 o'clock. Low-scoring game for me. I'll take the Patriots close, just because they're at home. I know the home field advantage hasn't mattered as much this year, but I think the Patriots will win a close one. I think Mac Jones proved a lot, both late in the games the last couple of weeks, and even against Tampa when they played. I think I think the Jets will be in the lead or tied for a lot of the time, and then the Patriots will have kind of a game-winning drive type thing. I'll just say New England 16-10. to 10. Please do not get mad when I say this. The, Patri- the Patriots will win this football game. I can. I think the first half will be close. I think the second half is when everything's going. Just fall remember, apart. the Jets are one of the best second half teams in in all of the NFL. Well, that's great. They're, they're terrible yeah, first it's, half it's team. Just, it's so. just Bill Belichick. So, okay. And Mac Jones actually plays better in the second half than the first half, in my mind too. So that's something that he throws for. seven, eight yard passes. That's don't get mad. Don't get mad. And Davis will be playing in the game. Damian Harris, is, I think, is going to get a lot of touches. I think the Jet they're just going to pound the ball down the Jets' throat. And I think Mac Jones will make the occasional over-the-top throw. Um, Hunter Henry has really found the red zone lately a lot. So, then the Jets do not defend tight ends right now at all. So, I'll say the Patriots win this game 24, Jets 13. Uh, the only problem that the Jets had with the tight end was Kyle Pitts. And he, he's a pretty damn good tight end. they're like so. the ninth highest yards against tight ends. Or something. Mm. I, I, I yeah, that's up, because of what... Kyle Pitts did to them, yeah. where, you know, against Atlanta. 119 yards I mean, yeah, and eight catches. Completely yeah. destroyed them. Anyways, um, I think this game will be close. It's going to be back and forth. 
Um, I think it's going to be the battle of the defenses. I think whatever defense plays better in this game will win the game. I think you're going to see a growth with Zach Wilson, especially after what happened to him in game number one with four interceptions. I don't think he will throw an interception in this game. Um, I think he'll keep the Jets in the game. I think the Jets will be able to compete with them. But it's New England. It's in New England. I'm going to give the New England Patriots the benefit of the doubts. They will win this game by a field goal, no more than that. So give me the Patriots. Kansas City, Tennessee. This will be a good game. I'll take the Titans. I'll take them close. I know they got banged up on the, in their secondary a bit last week. They're, they now lost Caleb Farley for This the is going to be a great game. Uh, I th- game of the week. Yeah, I think I think they've lost another safety, too. I think Imani Hooker. But I think the, <coughs> the, the, Chiefs, the Chiefs have still had a lot of trouble with being a one-dimensional team, whereas the Titans, even though they're – passing attack hasn't been as good and Luan is now hurt I think they still have a more balanced offense they're at home they've played the tight uh, they played the Chiefs well in the past so I, th- I do think they'll end up still winning they this don't game. stand a chance stopping Derrick Henry no exactly so I think I think Derrick Henry will, will go off and I think the Titans will end up winning this game I will say 31-27 I do think this game will be able, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to annihilate the Titans I do they're coming off a very high win right now against the <laughs> Buffalo Bills hard fought win they're at home, correct? Yes. The Titans? Okay. Here's the problem. Pat Mahomes is going to score so fast on these dudes, Derrick Henry's not going to be able to run up and down the field. And Ryan Tannehill ain't winning the shootout with Kansas Pat Mahomes. City didn't beat Buffalo. No, the Titans just beat Buffalo. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So, I do not think that the Kansas City Chiefs are as bad as they played, and I think that this is where – this is a – the get-right games against Washington. This is the – Statement of, all right, everyone that's been naysaying about us, shut up. We've got this. And the, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to roll. R- not roll, but 27 27-20. If A.J. Brown plays in this game, Kansas City. He's playing. If He's he plays, play. there's no truth if he is or he isn't yet. Nothing has come out. But if he does play in this game, Kansas City doesn't stand a chance in this game. Uh, Julio Jones. I You're going to see a lot of Julio Jones. And you're going to see a lot of A.J. Brown. And, yes, Derrick Henry will run all over this Kansas City defense. This defense is horrible. This is a terrible defense. Um, I'm going to go with Tennessee. I don't think it will be a blot. I could see Tennessee winning by 10. So, uh, give me Tennessee. Washington, Green Bay, and Green Bay. I'm going to take Green Bay in this one. It'll be not a huge blowout, but a semi-big blowout. Oh, this Wa- is going to be a blowout. Washington, Washington's offense has looked good at times, but <coughs> it's just a little too inconsistent the last couple of weeks. Even though Green Bay's defense is banged up and hasn't been good this season, I think the addition of Whitney Merciless, if he does play, will definitely help out their pass rush. And I think Washington's offense has not been as well-rounded, so I think Green Bay will win it semi-big. I will say Green Bay 34-21. to 21. Okay. Quick question. Blow is Antonio Gibson playing? Yes. Yes. Okay, so here's the thing. Kind of what right, I just said. Washington. Uh, by the way, did you mean to do that before? What? Did the Titans win by 10? Yeah. They're going to win by 10. 10, Tennessee? 10 yes. yes. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying. Did, he, did you mean to do that, Tennessee? Yes. 10? Yes, 10, Tennessee, yes. Okay, so uh, you realized what you did. Yes. Oh, okay, because you did like we all just let that go. That was clever, and he doesn't say a lot of clever things, so good job. Get though. the hell out of here. I say a lot of clever things. So anyway. You're a little lost. What? Well, yeah, find me then. Maybe so you, anyway. I'm not finding you. I right. can see you. I can't miss you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, 
Uh, I think actually it's going to be a get right game for the Redskins. This team has underperformed all year you long. You hate Green Bay. I don't hate Green yeah, Bay. Yeah, you do. Green Bay. Just think about it. Green Bay just went to Soldier Field. Aaron Rodgers is on an all time high, five and one. Mm. I own you. Discount double check. Six I one. I love coming here. Six and one. Six and one. I love coming no, he, here. I own all. He's of you. going blah, to blah, be blah. six and one. Oh mm. well, no. So no, I, I uh, I'm taking the Redskins in an upset. And honestly, the NFC East kind of plays these teams tough. And Aaron Rodgers don't like cold weather. Um, yes, I know how dumb that sounds. It was sarcasm. Calm down. Green Bay on Sunday will be 65 degrees. Uh, it's not cold weather. I think Aaron Rodgers will be just fine in Green Bay. Um, Chase Young's going to break his legs. That's fine. Uh, I have Green Bay. Green Bay is going to win this game. Um, I, I think it could even be a blowout. Like Speedy even said, he said, what was it, 34 I to 21? 34 21. That's like a blowout. A, yeah, That's I a consider blowout. a big blowout 17, um, but 13, yeah. I, I say they win by 14. I, I, I don't see Washington staying in this game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is at an all-time high because he's figuring things out with the players that he has and still dominating his division. So I've got Aaron Rodgers and, uh, and the uh, Green Bay Packers. I, I don't have a score, but Green Bay is going to win by at least 14. So there you go. Uh, Atlanta and Miami, this is going to be one of the worst games to watch this week. Yeah, I think this is going to be the get-right game for Miami. You were talking about it for Washington. Atlanta does not have the matchups to match up against the the Dolphins' biggest weaknesses, in my opinion. One of them being their run defense and their pass rush. Atlanta doesn't run the ball well. And I think Calvin Ridley and Xavier Howard will end up having their – will kind of cancel out. Uh, Yeah, and if he does – yeah. He should be playing. I haven't heard anything otherwise. Kyle Pitts, I think, will get his. He practiced the other day. But I think that's really the only offensive option for Atlanta. Miami does have enough receiving depth and even though even if Tua isn't the necessarily the long-term option I do think he'll play well in this game kind of hearing all these rumors he'll try to prove himself before he gets traded potentially I think he has a big game in this one I think Miami blows out Atlanta 34-17 is Tua even playing yes yes Tua's playing they've announced that yes, yes. he's going to be quarterback one yes and then he played I'm very taking well the Atlanta Falcons I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons I think Mike Davis is going to have a phenomenal day because he's on the fantasy team and I need him to and um if he doesn't play well, then like you said, you got Calvin Ridley. Kyle Pitts seems to be figuring it out with Matt Ryan. And uh, this game is uh, going to be terrible. It's going to be an awful game to watch. And um, that's why we're not going to watch it. Atlanta 18, Miami 11. If Mike Davis doesn't play well against this bad run defense, I would probably just drop him. <laughs> I am not a Tua fan. But He's this- just there because Nick Chubb is. Oh. Freaking yeah. I, I am not a Tua fan, but I think this is the breakout game for Jalen Waddle. I, I do. Um, he's been broken up. No, no. He, he's going to no, break yeah. out. He's yeah, going to break out. That's that line of 10 catches for 70 yards. Yeah. That has to be a problem. He, he is going to break out in this game. And I, I think that this defense is a lot better than anybody even thought they were. They are fighting injuries this year. And I, I, I love Brian Flores. I really do. I think he's great a great coach. coach. Um Give me Miami in this game. I do not believe Atlanta is going to win three games in a row. Uh, I, it doesn't make any sense. So give me Miami in this game. Uh, I think it will be close. 17-14. Uh, Bengals, Baltimore. This one will be close. I could see this going either way. I'll take the Ravens at home. The, the Bengals' run defense has been very stout, so I think it'll be a little harder for the Ravens to get going in terms of an all-around attack, rushing attack. But Lamar Jackson, I still think, runs the ball well in this game. He's done this well. is a great game, He's too. done well against these 4-3 defenses. The Bengals really haven't changed it much. And Joe Burrow, I think, will get his in terms of big plays, but in terms of consistency, that offensive line had a lot of trouble the last two weeks, and the Ravens' pass rush has been good. I think it will be close. I'll, I'll give me the Ravens at home 23-20. You're going to appreciate this. 
both teams right now are too hot to me. Right. Oh, nice. So, so <laughs> I don't know who's going to out-cancel who. Being that it's in Baltimore, I want to say Baltimore. But there's something about this Bengals team and Burrow and Chase and Mixon. These dudes don't care I where loved they it are. In, I loved them in the beginning of the season. And I don't know if Baltimore is not going to be riding high because they've been kind of steamrolling good teams. So I kind of want to go with the upset and pick the Bengals here. Um, it's going to be close. It's going to be a great game. I, I know I said the other game was a game of the week. This is going to be very close, too. Uh, Cincinnati, 28. Uh, Raven, uh, you know what? Never mind. I, I, Justin Tucker's going to kick a game on the field goal again. I can feel it. Uh, 30, Ravens, 27, Bengals. I'm not going against I think this game. I think this game is going to be very, very close, and I do believe to see the Bengals could, could pull off the upset. Uh, the Bengals have proven it this year. They could play and they could compete with some of the big scoring teams. But I, I'm still worried about the Bengals' defense. I don't know if they're going to be able to start, stop the running game of Lamar Jackson. Uh, he was stopped last week. I don't think he's going to be spot, stopped back-to-back weeks. Um, give me Baltimore in this game. It will be close. It will. 24-21, somewhere around that score. Uh, the return. Well, actually, Detroit heading well, it's a return of Jared Goff yeah. to L.A. And Matt Stafford and Matt to, against Stafford. the Lions. I, oh, go ahead, Speed. That's why I think this game is going to be surprisingly close. The Rams will win, but I think it'll be closer I than people think. I do believe it'll be close. One, Detroit's defense has actually played pretty well this year. They've hung tough, especially against the pass, where I think that'll end up having something. And, and Jared Goff, I'm this sure, could is, be an upset. is going to be to have some insights on some of the things Sean McVay does. I think the Rams will win just on talent. I think they just have too much of it right now. And their run game has picked it up better. But I could even see an instant, instance where Jared Goff actually outplays Matthew Stafford in this game just because he, he'll know the defense. And the Lions have done a good job spreading the ball around even without these great receivers. So I think it'll be surprisingly close. I think DeAndre Swift plays well in this game for Detroit to keep it close. I'll say the Rams 27-17. Go ahead. I think it's going to be one of those things where Matt Stafford lights them up early and then the Lions just kind of linger around. Matt Stafford's going to destroy the Lions. He's been he's eyeballing this. And this is going to be his MVP flag-waving performance, right? And the Lions are 0-6, but they, they played much better than the 0-6 record they have. They really love playing for Dan Campbell. Right Campbell's now, team. if the season were to end, he's fourth in the MVP voting. So, Who, just so Stafford? You know. Yeah. Probably. But this is going to be the game where his numbers are like, oh, wow, this is this is his MVP number. I'm not saying he wins. I'm saying this is the one that everyone's yeah. going to look at and go. But um, I, I do think the Rams are going to blow them out. I, I don't see it. Aaron Donald's going to destroy DeAndre Swift. Jalen Ramsey's going to stop whoever the hell Jared Goff is thrown to. TJ Hawkinson's going to get blanketed, I think. So, 30 to 17. Rams? Um, I think this is going to be a fun game. I'm definitely going to be watching it at 4 o'clock on Fox. Uh, I'd like to see Jared Goff go into L.A. and shut the L.A. fans up and really put the uh, shaft in uh, McVeal. <laughs> I call oh, him McVeal. But McVeal because he's a piece of veal for Jared Goff. No, um, um, but I, I, I do believe the L.A. Rams will win this game. I, I, I do think this game is going to be close. I could see a 27-18 or 27-23, somewhere around there. Give me the Rams. I think it'll be close, and I believe Detroit will have the lead going into the fourth quarter. 
Um, Philadelphia, Las Vegas. This is a good game, too. I am very, I was very torn on this. I'm going to end up taking the Raiders. It's going to be very close, though. I think Derek Carr just has a late, late drive, clutch, clutch drive, because he's been a clutch quarterback. This will be very close. The Eagles' defense, I think, really matches up well with this Raiders team. I, I, the only problem is they just don't have a lot over the middle against Darren Waller. I think he has a big game in this one. But the pass rush for the Eagles will make it very interesting. The, the problem is the run defense for the Eagles has started to be down, though. So I think the Raiders will end up running the ball well, just controlling the clock enough. And the Eagles' offensive line injuries, I think, will eventually hinder them against a very talented pass rush. This could go either way. I could see the upset, but I'll go Raiders 2014. Thank you. I need Josh Jacobs to give me a lot of points as well. Um, I, I, I don't think either one of these teams – I don't think the Eagles are that good. I know they got Lane Johnson back. Pretty good yeah, to me. Yeah, their defense is good. Their defense, fine. And Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, I'm well. not. He's played better than expectation, but has he played well? He has. Better than, no, we, he exceeded our expectations, but we didn't think he was all what that What does he great. have, 1,300 yards, I mean, in, in seven seven weeks, six I, weeks? That's pretty damn good. I don't know. I, Dallas Goddard's coming back, too. I, I am going to take the Raiders just because I, I can't see how they lose. They got the weapons over the top. Darren Waller, like you said, is going to have a phenomenal day. And I think Josh Jacobs is finally going to perform to his Josh Jacobs standards. I know it's in Las Vegas. I'm going to take the upset. This is my upset game of the week. I think Philadelphia wins this game. I think Jalen Hurts goes in to uh, Vegas. Uh, Gruden is not there. And I believe uh, we haven't seen the, uh, I guess, special teams coach make a mistake yet. I think he's going to make some mistakes in this game. I, I like Philadelphia in this game. Give me Philly. I think it'll be close. 17-14. Field goal kick wins the game. Houston, Arizona. I just want to see DeAndre Hopkins get 200 yards in this game just to stick it to the Texans. Wouldn't that be funny? But, yeah, Arizona's going to win. They'll blow them out. I'll, I'll just keep it short and sweet. DeAndre Hopkins gets his revenge. Every time they play team. against good teams, they don't. Yeah, they, they'll sl- start a little slow, and then they'll get going. I think it'll be, like, the first quarter. Maybe they're only up 7 nothing or something like that. But then they'll run away with it. I'll say 34-10. to 10. I think this game's going to be closer than you think it is. Just because that Tex again, the Texans are a bad, bad team. But they're playing hard. Their defense is pretty good. They are playing hard. And you want to talk about revenge. J.J. Watt is going oh, to true, destroy yeah. Mills. He, he, he's going to be a mill farmer after this. J.J. <laughs> uh, Watt or Chandler Jones, who has fallen off after his historic pace. Mm. But that's neither here nor there. But uh, the Cardinals will win this football game. No one's picking Texans. But I don't be surprised if they hang around for the fourth quarter. Kyler Murray this week will have the best week out of any quarterback in fantasy football. Guaranteed. He will run a couple of touchdowns. He will be dominant. I, I don't think he's going to throw a lot of touchdowns in this game. I think uh, the Texans have played pretty good in the red zone this year. They really have. And um, they in some games, you, they've stopped running games, too. So I've been very impressed with the Houston Texans. I've been very impressed with Mills, the rookie quarterback. I think he's the quarterback of the future of this organization. Um, I got Arizona, uh, 21-10. I think that's where they'll be. Uh, They will still be undefeated going into week eight. Uh, Chicago and Tampa. This is going to be fun. This will be fun. This is another game that's going to be a lot closer than people think. This is Justin Fields' chance to prove himself 
against a very uh, legendary quarterback. And he Good. will prove himself to some extent. I think he will play well in this game. Tampa secondary is all banged up. And the receivers for the Bears have played a little better in recent weeks. I'm not going to say a lot better because of fields. Uh, as Ashish mentioned, Matt Nagy calling secret plays. I'm not really sure what that's about. So maybe there'll be a couple of those that hinder the Bears just enough from winning this game. I don't game. like Tampa's defense. I don't like Tampa's defense either. I don't. I just I don't. got crazy about Chicago's overall. Not fields, but overall offense, where I think <laughs> that'll kind of cancel out to an extent. It'll be a close game. The Bears, remember, the Bears did beat them last year, and it was a close game. That was the whole four-meme, five-meme that Tom Brady had at the end of the game. I do think Tampa will win. I'll say I'll say 23-21. to 21. I have one concern about this football game, and I hope Khalil Mack avoids Tom Brady at all costs. Because if Khalil Mack hits Tom Brady hard enough, Tom Brady might get hurt severely. So if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Leonard Fournette is going to be – he has really been different this year than last year. Last year he was on the fringe of, like, does he deserve a job? I don't know why. I thought he was a top caliber running back when they cut him. But anyway, fine. This year he's reemerged as a really, really good running back in the NFL. He was always a good running back. I understand. But when he got cut from Jacksonville, people were like, Jacksonville's oh, Jacksonville's you know. a stupid organization. No, they are. Hold on. I'm not <laughs> defending Jacksonville at all. They, they, they've let a lot of good players go. But I, when he signed with Tampa – it felt like the media treated him like he was a throwaway. Leonard Fournette is a top-end running back in this league. I love Leonard uh, Fournette. Top 10, I would say. Well, 10. I, I was leaning more towards 7 or 8, but that's fine. So, There's a lot of good running backs. The running back class now is amazing. But I, I don't see – I think he's going to be the X factor in this game. No Gronk, it looks like. Chris Godwin's been a ghost and Antonio Brown seems to be Tom Brady's favorite target right now. So I don't think this game's going to be all that close, but I do think the score will indicate that it is close. And what that means is Tampa Bay is just going to control the clock. Uh, 20 Tampa Bay, 7 Chicago. I will tell you this. Don't be surprised if Chicago wins this game. Mm-hmm. They're going to well, jam the middle. They're going to put pressure on Tom Brady to make throws in position where he doesn't like to. I'm, I'm telling you, I think Chicago could win this game, but it's in Tampa. Um, I think they'll make enough plays. Leonard Fournette will not be able to run the ball in this game. I guarantee you he will not be able to run the ball in this game. Uh, Chicago will stuff him, especially. That's the first thing they're going to look at. Stop Leonard Fournette and let everybody else beat him. Tom and, Brady? Uh, yeah. they're gonna. Tom Brady, remember, we've seen this Chicago Bears front seven put pressure on Tom Brady and cause havoc. So well, that's what I'm saying. Khalil Mack um, cannot touch him. I, I have Tampa in this game. I think Tampa will win. 21-17. It will be close. Justin Fields will put on a show. This will be his biggest game of his season and his career. Um, Is that prime time? Uh, it's 425 on CBS, okay. so yeah. I guess you should say. No, I meant the yeah. no, I, I meant like the uh, No, the uh, Sunday night football game, Indianapolis, San Francisco. Interesting game. Interesting, could be sloppy, could have a little of everything in it. I'll take the 49ers close. Wentz has been playing well. Wentz has been playing well. I think he'll get some big plays. I think he's going to have some turnovers as T. well. T.Y. Hilton's back now. T.Y. Hilton well, looks he really might not good. play. He might not play. I no, think he is. Squad. Yeah, if he does he play. He hasn't practiced yet. If he, if he does play, I think he'll have some big plays. Michael Pittman has also looked very good in his second season so Isn't far. Isn't he hurt too? He's... He's been healthy, and he's been playing through a lot of injuries this year, so I, I expect him to play as well. So Watch out for this running game. I think the Colts will get their big plays. I think the, the only problem is can I trust their offensive line against us? A pass rush has still been good for the 49ers. I know they've been a little down from where they were in previous years, but I think the, the, the other problem I have too is uh, depending on 
even if Jimmy G does play, does start, I do think Trey Lance will end up having snaps, and I do think that'll alter the game plan. And the Colts have always had trouble with mobile quarterbacks and those types of RPO-type options. So I think the Kyle Shan Shanahan platoon-type RPO offense will be in a full effect in terms of getting yards in this game. I think the Niners will have to settle for field goals. I think that'll keep the game close. But I do think it'll end up being a good game. Kind of sloppy, kind of interesting in many ways. 23-17 San Francisco. So here's the thing, right? Tampa, I, Tampa, I'm sorry. I think Carson Wentz is going to play well in this football game if he doesn't get hit. <laughs> no, I know. I, 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 I. Real quick, though, did anyone hear the shade Tom Brady threw about how Aaron Rodgers is now part owner of the Chicago Bears? Hysterical. I love Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Anyway, back to this football game, right? So Carson Wentz has played very well. I actually think he's been very underrated as far as how we ex- – I, a lot of people wrote him off. Last three, two weeks, he's looked really good. He has looked really good. And now that, but hey, maybe Frank Reich's his, his mojo guy. Whoever knows. I think they got to start has, winning. Well, right, they do have to start this winning. This is a big game for them. It, it's a huge game. Um, and unfairly, I think Frank Reich's job is kind of on the hot seat. But I Jonathan don't. Taylor, I it don't. shouldn't be, but it might be. Jonathan <laughs> Taylor, I think, gets shut down. This I don't think they're going to be able to run all over the Niners. And Carson Wentz, when he throws too much, tends to make some silly decisions, which Fred Warner and all those boys are going to love to gobble up that football. So, Who's the starting quarterback for the 49ers in this game? I think Jimmy G. It is. looks like it's Jimmy G. I think it's going to be because right Trey Lance is hurt, don't forget. But Trey Lance goes, I, I'd imagine he's still going to come in for certain plays, though. If so, but I, I don't think they're going to. If Trey Lance do... plays, they don't stand a chance. Not the whole game. Yeah, I don't think Just they play the whole game. Just remember this name because he hasn't been well all year long. Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. Will ball out Sunday. Sunday, he that's going to be his calling out card. They're going to overshadow Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk's going to have an amazing game. Um, Fantasy, yes. Yeah, he's in two of my leagues. He better start waking up. Oh well, blame I'm Kyle Shanahan. Questioning this I game, I, I think Indianapolis could win this game. I am not. I've not been impressed with San Francisco. Again, I don't like Kyle Shanahan's offense. I, I've been saying this over and over again. I'm not a fan of it. Not a fan of the Jets' offense. I'm not a fan of McVay's offense. I'm not a fan of anything that comes from Kyle Shanahan. Um, but I, being that San Francisco is at home, uh, I'll give them the edge. I, I, I do believe Indianapolis. This is another game that I'm, I'm I'm in the bind with. I wouldn't be surprised if Indianapolis comes out a winner in this game. Um, they need it, and I could see Carson Wentz outplaying Carson, uh, obviously Jimmy G. Um, but uh, give me San Francisco. I, I think San Francisco will win this game 13-10. Terrible Monday night game, by the way. <laughs> Terrible. Um, Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> uh, versus the Saints That's for the last problem. week game. And probably Michael Thomas will be back the week after. Yep. So that's Well, that's their bye, right? Yep. They go on a bye after. Yep. So he, the week, well, the week, week after. Michael Thomas will be back. Week, 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 week yeah, after. So if they get this win... They position themselves in a very good position at 4-2 and two on their bye week. Yeah, uh, I think the Saints will win this game. I think it will be close for a little while, and then they'll pull away later. I just think the Seahawks' defense will be on the field too much between not only Jameis Winston, but also Taysom Hill as well with those running packages. The Seahawks' base defense, Pete Carroll's defensive scheme, has always had trouble with that for the most part. And even their swing guys, too, the Callaways, the Deontay Harrises. I can see them, Sean Payton being very creative with that. And that's why they've always done well with the Seahawks. 
even when the Seahawks had that great defense with the Legion of Boom, they, the Saints have always played them well, and I think they'll end up game planning for a well. I think the Seahawks will hold them in field goals to keep it close, and both quarterbacks will have their share of turnovers and woeful plays as well. But I think the Saints will ultimately end up winning this game, I will say 30-20. to 20. I think this is going to be a lopsided affair. Geno Smith should not be allowed to quarterback in the NFL. It's a joke. You have DK freaking Metcalf and you can't get him the ball? Are you kidding me? A touchdown I would have won last week. Because of you, Geno Smith. Just you, I lost. Just you. Forget I didn't play Henry Ruggs. Forget all that. And he outscored DK Metcalf on the first drive. Forget all that. You screwed me. You stupid jet-loving mother lover. Hey, Geno Smith helped up the Jets for the first time in his career. <laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding, Jack. So anyway. Why do you blow a kiss to him? So anyway, I listen. The Saints will dominate this game. Alvin Kamara will finally wake up this week. Traquan Smith, I think, will have a good game this week. But, 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 Jameis Winston will make this game close because it's Jameis Winston. And by the way, you like to talk about how Aaron Rodgers, if the, he wasn't on the pack, Russell Wilson has been clearly shown that he's the glue to this team. The offensive line can't stop nobody. The running game sucks now. Metcalf and Lockett are almost useless because they never get the ball. So Russell Wilson hides a lot of deficiencies. Pete Carroll's play calling sucks. Bye-bye, Pete Carroll. That's all I'll say. Saints win this game 34-17 over the Seahawks. Game will be close. It will be close. Man, if you say. Uh, I, again, Michael Thomas is not back. Out, they'll be... Everybody knows what Seattle's going to do. They're going to stop the running game and make them throw. That's what they're going to make them do. And Winston's going to have to make the throws and quality throws in this game in Seattle to beat Seattle. It will be probably raining over there. It'll probably be gloomy over there. Loud. Uh, it will be loud. It will cause problems for Jameis Winston. But I think the Saints are the better team. And, and being that they are the better team, give me the Saints in the game. It will be close. Seattle and Geno Smith will have the lead in the fourth quarter. But all in all, I think... Does DK Metcalf get a touchdown? No. No, I think Lockett will. Damn. I think Lockett fits against uh, to play the Saints in the secondary. I don't think either one of them has a touchdown. I do. Really? I think... You say Freddie Swain, I'll slap you. No. um, I think... Disley? Geno Smith gets a rushing <laughs> touchdown, and, oh. <laughs> yeah, somebody random like that. Yeah, like, it'll be You so- know what's crazy? Will Disley's a good tight end, and he gets no respect. Zero. Mm. Yeah, he's a, he's a solid tight end. He just doesn't he doesn't get a lot of reps. I think it'll be – but it will be something random like that. Oh, here's one. Their rookie second-round pick that they should have never drafted. That's who will get a touchdown. It'll be something weird like that. But, oh, I forget his name. It's something S- Escort or Eskridge. Oh, oh, one of the oh. biggest reaches of the well, draft. You, you like the escort, Speedy. I, oh. Something like that. So, it was something, some weird he name like Speedy, that. He insulted you. He, he likes the escort. No, but it, I think he'll get his first touchdown. That, that, that'll be it. It'll be Speedy, something weird Speedy like that. Speedy needs to make passionate Gerald love Ever- to the escorts. Gerald Everett, I can see him in the touchdowns. Right, Speedy? Passionate love to the escorts? What? Escorts. I said escorts. <laughs> escorts. Es- Women of the night. Thank you. Breeders of the Knights. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. We can't call them women anymore. Go ahead. Did you, what? So you made your pick? You got the I Saints? I thought so. Yeah, yeah um, you made your yeah, pick. Um, I got the Saints in this game, too. So, yeah. Uh, this, uh, so, those are our picks of week seven. Um, I hope so. Yeah. 
Um, Otherwise, we just wasted a lot of time. No, we didn't waste any time. I think the the big upset for me this week will be Philadelphia. So I, I really think that they're going to come out strong, and they can knock off Vegas. I, I, I could. Oh, that's right. Von Miller got hurt again. Mm-hmm. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, and his own guy, too. <laughs> Which really stinks because his contract's up, in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to bring him in from New York. He would be great. Yeah, they would. They would. He would give the Jets that uh, veteran. But uh, they're they're going to have Carl Lawson back next year. Oh, you can't compare the two. I didn't compare them. But, but here's the, here's the other thing too. Von Miller's mostly played in three four defenses. Do you want to gamble in in a four three? Why not? move him back to de? I think it'll open up the field for him. Right, but he only plays that only part time, though, is what I'm saying. So I don't know. Uh, I think he could play any defense. Okay. Uh, All you tell him really covers. All you're not. All you tell him you're helping him. All you tell him to do is go after the quarterback. (laughs) That's go after the quarterback. That's uh, and and that's what he likes to do. So Von Miller is a. That's what his strength is. So I think he would fit very well. I the Patriots will definitely be interested in him. Sure. Um. Oh, the Patriots game until that would be the best about front seven in football. Um, Tampa will be interested in him because they're, they're you know they want to compete every year. I don't all know the if good they have teams. The money for it, but Tampa. Yeah, but you, you, all the good teams, Arizona. Sure. Tough, mm-hmm. You know tough what I mean? They're, yeah. they're, all these teams are, you're going to see that when he becomes available, there'll be teams lining up for him. Good teams that are Super Bowl contenders. Uh, no. Not I'm the Russell Jets. Wilson, I mean, they're not going to be Super Bowl contenders, but I, I think the Jets next year could be contending playoff teams. So. We'll see. I, 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 oh, Clowney I, played? Who? Who? Yeah, Clowney played. Yeah. Well, he was hurt, too. Yeah, he mm-hmm. played. Everybody got hurt tonight. So. Yeah, the, the, the Browns had... I'll uh, say this. Baker Mayfield's one tough son of a bitch. He is. I, I, t- I said that to Speedy. I said that to Speedy. And, I, and my physical therapist, I was I was training. I was getting, you know, I was doing working out my leg. And he's like, he's like, what do you think about Baker Mayfield with the Case Keenum thing? Keenum thing I said... I got to say something. I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan. I'm not a. I'm not a supporter to him, but he is one tough sob. Because any when you hear he had a tear in his rotator cuff and now he has a chip in his bone. Yeah. I, I mean that's a significant. And refusing injury. to get surgery. Well, it's not a throwing. No, hand, he's going to get it in the off season yeah. and he's going to play through it. This he's going to no, try well, to play through. It. So you're refusing surgery. Right no, now, he's delaying surgery. Delaying surgery. But the uh, well, problem is, is next year, you don't because think the team's telling him to go get it? The significance of the surgery, he, he could be out before the beginning of the Not season. Not only that, it's a contract year for him. Let's see how that affects it, too. Cause... No, I don't think it's going to affect him. They're, they're, they're going to give him a big contract. He is the quarterback of the future of that team. There's not even an argument to that. I, I think they believe it. And, and the fact that he goes out there week in and week out hurt, you can't. You cannot give him a contract. This is what I was saying when they drafted him. Baker Mayfield is just that dude that people love playing with. And that, oh, that goes sure. a long way. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's an elite player. But no, but, I, no, but a, he's leader, a, he's a, guy that a leader guys is rally more around. important. Yeah. Yeah, if your quarterback's your no, leader, then it, that's fine. Hold on. You're an elite player. You want to be an elite player. Uh, he's yes. not far away. He's, he's a tier below elite. Uh, he's, he's two tiers. He's the he's, third guy. He's the third tier. He is definitely not in the second tier. The second okay. tier right now is Justin Herbert, Lamar oh, Jackson. Herbert. Lamar they, Jackson. Wait, how many people do you have in this elite class? The, there's like five guys in the elite class. That's it. Okay. So Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Russell Wilson when he's healthy, Deshaun Watson, Mahomes probably is that. Uh, Deshaun oh, Watson, 
Patrick Mahomes, well, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and who's the last guy? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Okay. That's the, those are the elite guys. Then on the other tier, oh, you got Justin Herbert, and you go you go through there. Josh Allen, Dak, yeah. Dak Prescott. Dak, yeah, you know what I mean. You, you go, and then you go to the third tier, and I think he's right there on the third tier. That's where I think Baker is. So uh, and, I think I think you disrespected a few guys, but that's fine. I'm not disrespecting. No, him. I think Josh Allen's in that first tier. I think Josh. No, Allen's yeah, I think you said Josh Allen's in the second. Jo- Josh no, Allen's the, the first. Josh Allen's the first. Josh, tier. Josh Allen is almost there. He he's there. He this year, if he shows that he can, you know, he can produce the hell. Stuff. I you know how I feel about Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson's like. Nah, he's second. Mm-hmm. He's his second tier, and so is Josh mm-hmm. Allen. They're they're in the beginning tiers of, of the second. Well, when Brady and Rodgers fall off eventually, if ever. No, ne- next year I think those guys could take over that tier. I mean, uh, I, I mean Aaron Rodgers will still be there. Tom Brady. By the way, like Rodgers that that game against Chicago is what I was waiting for. That Aaron Rodgers, I've got relax. I've got this. Type of mojo. I am just completely lost with you. That Look, guy has had it since the beginning of no, the season. No, he looked awful week Dude, one. He, didn't he play looked in average the week two. All right, that's he can't fine. Lamar Jackson anymore. Right. So now he's transitioning Dude, to Aaron Rodgers. Dude, do you, do you have he's any a, idea he's a how? Cocky. If your family hates you, there's a problem. Not anymore. There's a pro- he talks not to his anymore. family. No, he's not with uh, uh, what's her name again? Uh, uh, Moon or whatever. Oh, Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn. <laughs> yeah. He's not with her anymore. He's he's talking to his family again. No. It's ridiculous. He's actually engaged to uh, another movie star. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's uh, yeah. Cheyenne Woodley. Yeah, who's yeah, very Cheyenne. sweet, very sweet girl. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. And I, I, I think he's a, she's a good match for him. Yeah, but, sure. Because um, we know them. No, I. I'm Wait, just... didn't he date Danny Kilpatrick? Yes. Mm-hmm. So why are we talking about the other chick? Why? It was. It Wasn't was... Patrick class? I'm not sure. Yes. The order. Yes. <laughs> oh. But he dated. What hurt his family life was Olivia Moon. Well. Oh. And then when he broke up with her, when he was with Danica Patrick, I, I heard that uh, he made up with his uh, his family. So. David Carr. Yeah. Who what? sucked? Well, that's because he was thrown to the wolves. Dude, he sucked. For an expansion team, no less. Dude, he sucked. He was He's never going to. Dude, you could have put him on a good team. He sucked. That's not true. He played great when the Giants let him play. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, how often was that? Mm. The Giants let him play maybe the, like, blowout. Dude, if he was, if he yeah, was, was great. Say, the Giants are if not he was a lot great, of If he was great, uh, there were put, there would have been teams. If, there, if, said, if he, he was a quarterback that could start in the NFL, there would have been NFL teams lining up for him. I think he would have been better than his brother. You're out of your mind. Derek Carr is on a whole nother level in the NFL than he ever was. And he's yes, not even close. Yes, career trajectory, absolutely. Talent-wise, David Carr would be just as good, if not better, than his brother. No way. If he was given a fair shot. No way. All right. No way. Okay. Um, Derek Carr is on a whole nother level. And Andre Johnson, too, got screwed by that. The way team. Derek Carr is sure. playing. The way, Derek Carr, the way Derek Carr has been playing, he's, he's a, he, he might be a borderline Hall of Famer when he's done. Uh, you're, you're looking... Derek Carr's in that second group too. Don't don't. You? Yeah, he is. Yeah, we know. Oh. Yeah, no, he I, is. I'm just saying. He is. There are some morons that think Derek Carr should no. not be considered. Oh yeah, there's, whole, there's a like, lot of people think he's after. And they're all yeah. Raiders fans. Like, what is the matter with you people? He's an amazing quarterback. Be grateful. And he's tough as shit. No. He's tough as shit. He's clutch. What else do you want from the man? Derek Carr is a great quarterback, and and to me, the way he has played, and if he continues playing the way he is, he will be. What a time is it? 
What do you mean? 12.02. Oh, God. That's why I'm getting cranky. It's after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Speedy's mom's uh, oh, you know, around the corner. You know, Is she? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, God. Well, hey. I, you know, we'll 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 wait in for that. So don't, don't don't storm out of the room like your uh your counterpart used to. <laughs> no, I did that too. He, he, he did it lot. once, but he did it a couple Weed more storm. times. I mean, <laughs> that's because he uh, couldn't. Whatever hit. happened to you guys? I mean, what you and the Gweedster? <laughs> what happened? You guys I don't were know. Bu- you guys were buddies. You guys were know. best friends. And I don't know. I mean, you happened. I happened. I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, did, did, I don't know. Did Al it already just slammed him, and we don't realize. No, I, it, just, it was. It felt very I funny. Broke, to say. I broke your relationship up. He saw me with another man, and he didn't like it. <laughs> oh, you mean a woman who looks like a man, right? What? You're a woman now? Well, I just. Uh, never mind. I'm trying to just. You know. Dude looks like a lady. I mean, he is getting married, right? Were you invited to his wedding? Was he he's getting married? married? I thought he was already married. Did no, he get he's married? married. He's not I married. Thought, married? I thought he was already married. Okay. I don't think so. Oh, okay. he's, he, you don't even know? No, I have no idea. Did, I have no idea. I'm not he, invited to nothing. I haven't really? heard Really? Yeah, I know. swear. I'm not invited to the wedding. I'm not invited to nothing. Really? I haven't been invited to anything. That's, no. mu- that's messed up. I haven't even. I texted him maybe. Who's he working for now? <laughs> I, I have no idea. I I used to get those notifications. He would go live, and I'd watch, and Michael I'd listen. And I haven't even seen any of those. <laughs> I'm not even being a dick. I really haven't. I'm sorry, the host of Guido's Gridiron Blitz. Is that still there? Yeah, he's still hosting it. Mondays and Fridays, 2 to 3. <laughs> 2 to 3? In the morning? <coughs> not in the afternoon. It can't be in the afternoon. <laughs> Is it in the morning? I just tell me why. Well, you're looking at it. Two to three. Two in the to morning? three p.m. Oh. No. He's not on any other channel. It's a podcast. Oh. Well, that's a dumb thing. Well, then why would you... Lost a lot of him? weight, too. Did he? I think so. Oh. Oh. I, I, wouldn't, if, I wouldn't know. It was his birthday. It's September 3rd, I think. Oh, happy belated birthday. Mm. <laughs> what, a month and a half ago? We, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, no. That is a little, yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty big belated birthday. No, I still thought we were... That's no, right, your fault. September's a bad month. <laughs> I don't want to ever bring up September Go again. Go fly a kite, Guidat. So what, are you going to pull off a green day, wake me up when September ends? Yeah, well, I had COVID. I, no, I had just an awful month financially. Could you? It's, could you? Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. No, last yeah. month. The car business right now is awful. Yeah. Because the cars are too expensive. Well, that's because there's no inventory. That's true. Because of the chips. Right? Because of China. Because of your money. Let's go. What? You heard me. Let's go, Brandon. My mom is dead, so he's an asshole for that. Let's go home. <laughs> uh, is it Brandon that did it? Yes, Brandon <laughs> did do it. Okay. <laughs> Brandon did do it indeed. Because if Donald was there, it wouldn't have happened. And half of you didn't get that, and that's very good. Oh, man. Anyways, that is it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. That's Tyler Harrison. That is uh, squeaky, speedy Petey. And Tyler looks like he's gonna give Speedy a kiss. <laughs> no, I think no, I think he was he was staring at me like he was an alien. No, staring at you how I stare at your mother. Uh, oh god. And you end up going there. Uh, it, it, very interesting. I, I, I do Of like course it. you think it's interesting. Why? What's wrong with thinking that's interesting? It's an ongoing joke, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not really looking at it. Uh, uh, you look like you were ready to kiss him. <laughs> no, he was staring at a mm. Can I tug on your beard? You want to tug on something else? No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the I don't like the feeling of having follicles pulled out of me. Uh, <laughs> follicles. 
That's pretty good, Speedy. Follicles. <laughs> wow, that's Speedy Petey. Uh, squeaky Petey. Take me home. Take me out of here. We're done. I Wait, any money single. now? Take me home tonight? Take what? me home what tonight. What you just say to me? You're going to give me money to take you home tonight? No, he's, he's dead. Who? Any money. He's talking about any money. Oh, I didn't know who any money is. Really? <laughs> don't know who any money is? No. Oh, my God. Where have you been? Uh, under a rock. Well, maybe you're under uh, Jeff's uh, big ass. My ends. name is Patrick. You know? <laughs> Patrick. Is he alive? Who, he Jeff? normally calls. Jeff, yeah, he's probably listening he to the show. He in the comment section. Yeah, oh, he's well, probably right, listening well, to the show. Right, I, I think he's, right. you know, he's got other things going on. Well, you know? I just, no, I'm you just know. surprised. Because the beef calls, that normally triggers him. <laughs> you brought him up twice, that normally triggers him. So, you know? Um, that's why I honestly feel like you're stalling. I feel like you're waiting for it. I'm not stalling anything. Anyways, that is it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we will be back uh, next week on Wednesday with our guests. Um... Listen to the Weekend Crunch uh, every Saturday at 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, Speedy, is there a Saturday? Yes, there is. They're playing Phoenix, the Islanders, uh, which that is a win. Uh, 9 p.m. So I, I would so. say they will play the, the show. Well, we will be on after the uh, 9 p.m. Phoenix. They're home coming. against the Phoenix or away? Away. Oh, wow. Yeah, that might be a later start then. Yeah, <laughs> so we... we'll be on <laughs> later. Yeah. Um, Real quick. Now. Can people stop talking about Pat Mahomes? The man's still an amazing player. Nobody said he is. Yeah, yeah people were naysaying. And, uh, Nobody's naysaying anything. Uh, no, it's his receivers have been he, dropping and fumbling everything. He, he also has been speaking a lot in the offseason. Sure. That's why people, but, yeah, uh-huh. And that's why people are attacking him. He, he said that he was going to go undefeated this year. That was wrong. Yeah. You know? Clearly, you, like, clearly you didn't you realize like what you confidence. lost on that defense. You like the confidence. Dude, he's not even close. He's not even he, they're not even close to being the favorites of coming out of the No, AFC. no, I agree no, no, no. with you. It's Buffalo. Yeah. It's Buffalo's um, conference to lose. I would say the Ravens then Buffalo. Yeah, I think it would I would be the Ravens right now. I I trust Josh Allen. Really? Josh Allen has done nothing either as Lamar Jackson. I don't know. Josh Allen's been a little better in the playoffs in his career, but not by much. And and by the way, he was a baby last year. So he was throwing footballs at people with offensive well, linemen. I would hope so. He's a quarterback. No, 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 no. He meant he was like throwing a fit at the end of the game. Yeah, he's oh, a little baby. When again, the Chiefs are blowing him out. Again, you like that. You like that spunk. You like that. You, you like would hope that. he learns from it. You sure, like that but we're about to go home. You have to still see it. That is it. Uh, I guess we will say good night. Good night, everybody. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.